Like, oh yeah, this is the way it's always been. We've always been the ones in charge of ruling with an iron fist that has I'm lots the king of glowy because lights. Because God. Because <laughs> God, duh. <laughs> Welcome to Annie Files, episode 53, the show where we bribe our friends to cosplay by baking them desserts. I'm your host, the hyperactive ginger lolly, Ryan. With us today, we have the hyperactive ginger lolly, Chris. I beat a big one all by myself for the first time. The hyperactive ginger lolly, Dean. I got to eat all my favorite things. And the hyperactive ginger lolly, return special guest, Steven. I don't know that I've ever been called a lolly, so I'm just going to leave it. I I have nothing to say. That's probably fair. (laughs) And oh boy, do we have some anime to talk about today. I said before the show starts, I'll repeat it here uh, for the benefit of our our listeners, um, Steven... I think is the most unlucky guest on the show because everything we have to talk about today is trash, just like the last time he was a guest. <laughs> Yay! I mean, was I'm an Ingress fanboy, but was the Ingress anime really trash, or was it just half trash? Okay, Ingress was half trash. It seems like it was trying okay. really hard not to be. Trash. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I would say it was trash. It was. I would just say it wasn't it was. good. And there's a difference, right? Which I'm totally fine with. Like, there's a difference yeah. between just being yeah. mediocre and being trash. And it wasn't trash. Yeah. So, I mean. that, wasn't that also, like, hands down the best show we uh, we talked about? It made the winner's on bracket. On that episode. <laughs> it did it make is. the winner's bracket. <laughs> Not because it's good. <laughs> yeah, I think it was because of the competition that day. But also, that's mm-hmm. fine. It happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also wasn't terrible. Oh, well. Uh, before we start talking about these uh, lovely, delightful shows, uh, Dean, you want to press the button? Yeah, I'll press the button. It didn't. It didn't fire when I pressed the button. Here, we'll do it again. Uh oh. There we go. Here's how the Annie Files rating system works. Our hosts and guests have watched the first episode of the shows we're talking about today. Based on only that first episode, we'll answer five yes or no questions. Did the premise interest you? Did the production impress you? Did the storytelling impress you? Did you enjoy the first episode? Did the first episode make you interested to see more? The way we interpret the word impress can make the Andy Files rating system tougher than some. Being decent or merely good won't be enough to stand out, and some of us may have higher standards than others. Each question answered yes earns the show one point, adding up to a total between zero and five per host. 
all of our scores are then combined to derive a cumulative score between 0 and 100%, letting you know at a glance if we collectively liked the show. And now, let's get to our first show. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. we just get this over with? <laughs> Please. So, the first show we have to talk about is W's, or as they pronounce it in the show, Y's. Mm. That's a different That letter. is, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it is, uh... I think I I think I get it. If you're trying to like pronounce that phonetically, I guess like whiz or wise or something would be would be it. Yeah. I mean, whiz would would be more accurate because it's it's well, shit would be more accurate. <laughs> but they could just call it so. consonants separated by apostrophes. Mm. That would yeah. work as well. Yeah. <laughs> it it sounds just as terrible as the show is. <clears throat> Uh, other consonants separated nice. by apostrophes. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> about how I feel about the show. Uh, so W's is... It's not... It's kind of a sequel to Handshakers. I don't know, Chris and I... After I realized that this was in the same universe as Handshakers, Chris and I spent half an hour discussing um, for our purposes of reviewing shows what constitutes a sequel and this it's like a, a separate story in the same universe as handshakers so we're talking about it and not considering it a sequel right but thanks for it the host, does Elias. share it does share yeah thanks for the host uh does share backstory with handshakers uh which mother's basement just made a video about calling it the worst anime ever and i'm inclined to agree <laughs> I don't know about ever. And there's a sequel. I think Conception was worse. I think Conception's the bottom of the fucking barrel for anime. Like, I, you have to try to be worse than that, don't you? Yeah, no, it's not really the worst ever. It's just like, is comically incompetent. In terms of storytelling, it's so Handshakers, I think, still, um, well, Handshakers and now W's are like the best examples of CG I've seen, except for Hoseki no Kuni. Um, like they use CG to really good effect a lot of the times, um, but just storytelling and everything is hot hot garbage so w <laughs> follows a um oh what do they call him an irregular handshaker who is that's also somebody, a dj that's like my grandma somebody with tourettes right? <laughs> i mean what i call this show is his handshake is LSD. <laughs> it, it makes people super high yeah so uh handshakers uh or this world it's a world where pairs of people fight to the death in an alternate dimension, and they get to that alternate dimension by holding hands with their their partner. The the a pair is two people, and those two people hold hands with each other. They get transported to the LSD dimension. I'm stealing your joke, Stephen. And then they fight to the death. And when they come back to the normal world, um, 
none of the stakes matter and all their injuries show up just as cuts and bruises and so in uh what makes our main character in this show irregular is that if it's if he touches anyone's hand, they get transported to the LSD dimension, not just his special assigned at birth partner. Uh, Quick question. Um, mm-hmm. It's called handshakers, but mm-hmm. they hold hands. They don't shake hands. Mm-hmm. That's two different verbs. Hand holders isn't as good of a title. Well, handshakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I don't think Handshakers is a particularly good title either. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not. But no, that's 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 one of the things that confused me is because the whole thing starts with if you hold hands with someone, they're gonna they're 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 gonna have a fate, and if you anybody that you hold hands with is gonna have a fate and a destiny, and it's gonna be bad for everyone. First of all, it seems like it's really not that bad for anyone. <laughs> hey, I have I have both a fate and a destiny. I saw fate in theaters, and uh, I I own Destiny Two on PC. Uh, uh, rip in peace, Activision, Bungie, going their own way. Thank God. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So uh, our main character in the show, like I said earlier, is a DJ, and um. I'm led to believe he's not a very good DJ. All the music that's playing was, like, passable. It was decent. But what our main character was doing was not DJing. It's the same fucking loop over and also, over! Also, I love how... I love how everyone loved it so much. Like, oh, this is so groovy, so great. Like, they're just dancing like crazy. It's like, what the fuck are you listening to right no, now? No, it's a mediocre SoundCloud beat! Nobody <laughs> fucking does that! It's a, I mean, they just don't do that, period. Sound? But definitely not to that. So... So this this entire episode is like our main character meeting people and expositing how much DJing means to him and that he goes to school to people and then he DJs in the handshakers dimension with his friend who thinks they're on a date. Um, but I'm angry. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, he uses the entire. He says he uses DJ terms at one point and he just said regular words. <laughs> nobody, nobody misunderstood what he was saying. That also made me angry. Um, everything about this show is just as bad and incompetent as Handshakers. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, so because this the, the most important part of the episode to me personally is like the least important part of the episode. And it's when he's actually DJing in the Handshakers dimension because they have this musical loop going in the background. And so our uh, our DJ friend is using turntables uh, because old school, I guess. Um, never mind that he's like do- doing an EDM beat and you don't, unless you're doing like UK dubstep, you don't. DJ EDM on actual turntables, but whatever. Right, and he's using, he's using, it gets worse. He's using actual records as opposed to digital turntables with, with the, the, as opposed to, or, with, with just the platforms on them, like you, like everybody fucking uses now. Nobody uses actual records for that anymore. Most people, most, it, uh huh. <laughs> and and so anyways, yes. you're listening <laughs> to this beat and you're watching his hands and you're going, you didn't even try. 
to like like there is a clear loop in the music it's really easy to have one hand just roll the record back with that loop okay and then uh the other one why does he have two records playing there's only one loop playing and then just fucking occasionally the music does the weird like dj like scritches and it's exactly. dumb and out of place and doesn't go with any of the rest of the music and really takes you out of the like mediocre soundcloud groove and you're just like well okay the whole thing is like watching your friend's high school band's shitty fucking youtube uploaded music video where they're just pretending to play instruments and it's not actually synced up or anything it's 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 that but in an anime that is ostensibly that ostensibly has music at its core for this for our main character and they didn't even try to make good music or make the animation match the music and it's broken entirely there was music all over this first episode different beats and stuff like they really want to drive home this music thing and make the music feel important and they do until that scene (laughs) I don't really have anything else to say about this show it was just I've personally found it boring and uninteresting and actually, when I found out that it was like a, a handshake or handshaker sequel, I apologize for making everyone watch it. Because <laughs> I'm pretty well, it sure was, that's a crime against humanity. Like he's standing there in the LSD world doing this DJ set and he's broadcasting it live and then people show up to kill him. And we have no, this is what makes it more of a sequel and not standalone is the fact that people show up to kill him and we don't know why. There's no context. Yeah. I don't know. It just it it was one of those things where even without the context, it kind of had a sort of logic to it. Like, you know, we've been sort of warned that, like, you know, anyone who enters this world or like if you hold hands with someone, bad things are going to happen. So when you see that people like and they sort of like hint throughout the episode that, like, you know, once you're there, people are going to start coming. Something's going to start happening, happening. And so it's almost like, um, you know, you light a uh, a candle in a dark room. Everything gets drawn to it. It's kind of like what that implied. Um, and so right. a bunch of people show up and it's like, oh, okay, now here's the thing that's going to start happening. And apparently this is, you know, transdimensional fight club. Um, we also, th- and this was kind of neat to the show's credit. We see the other handshakers going like, oh, I recognize that location. Like we could go there and beat him up and try to take his power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think overall too, you know, we touched on the art style and everything. <clears throat> it was interesting to me because. It struck me as highly experimental, um, you know, the music being there throughout it too, kind of created this bit of ambiance. And so you could tell that there was something they were going for. Um, the issue that you run into is that had they had a bigger budget, better execution, I don't know, maybe it would have like actually have been like a cool implementation of these ideas. What we got instead was just something that looked so incredibly cheap and thrown together. Um, I had that like you exact could, thought. Yeah, You could they see had... the artistic intent, well, but it just didn't. It wasn't executed well. They clearly had an idea and they just missed the mark. They should have hired a subject matter expert if they were going to do Mm -hmm. music or DJing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost like you get... I don't think that would have been that much money. It's almost like you get an actual beat maker in there and have them make the beats and like not not Uh the shitty fucking SoundCloud loose, but you get somebody in there who knows how to make fucking beats. Um... 
oh, I can't, uh, musicality or somebody like that who makes like really fucking good beats. You get somebody in there like that and you have them make the music because they make good music. Yeah. And then you it, actually it struck me as just like, what, what can we grab off of the royalty free library? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's probably, it's probably because they spent all of their budget on the animation because I do think it was a pretty show. Mm-hmm. It was. It was oh, pretty. Man, the, the, it just wasn't yeah, good. The the world that they ripped off from Iridoku was beautiful. It was absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. I had that same thought actually when we were watching it. It's like, is this trying to be Iridoku? And then it turns out that it, or Iridoku, and it turns out that this existed before that. So I guess in theory they had the idea first. It's sure. very different things, but still, <laughs> they just fucked it up. It's not who does it first; it's who does it best. Mm. <laughs> Anyone have anything else? No, it's a waste no. of time. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless you have access to mushrooms or LSD, then then take those first and watch it. Yeah, and you it might, might enjoy. be an okay high watch, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's not. That, that, well, we're, we're, not we're expanding our, our um, rating system I... to include the question: Would this be a good high watch? <laughs> 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 or no, what you do is you, it's like kind of like, um, it's like a variable thing where it's like, it's a three and then like, it's kind of like, it's a high three or junk three or a uh, sober three. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That's honestly though, if we did add that, it, most of the shows would get a point for it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if, they it's, would. if it's shit, it's just going to make you laugh a lot. So <laughs> yep. some, some of my, some of my favorite anime memories are just getting drunk with Jake and watching Hamatora. Hamatora <laughs> is ass, but it has that really oversaturized, very colorful palette. Mm-hmm. And so like you get drunk and watch it and you're just like, Whoa, Whoa, man. <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> and then you drink too much and all the swirling colors make you want to vomit. <laughs> all right, so ratings <laughs> ratings for this show. Did the scenario interest me? Uh, do you have a title? Oh, I do. All right. Um, this is, yeah, this is my worst title of all the episodes. Uh, W's episode one handshakers the musical (laughs) (laughs) that's actually not bad I think I would have rather watched that than the actual show (laughs) if it was got show tunes all over it Uh, did the scenario interest me uh no I think that's spoiled based on my knowledge of having seen Handshakers previously, uh, but absolutely not. Did the production impress me? <clears throat> I'm going to say no. Um, I think the CG is done really well for the most part in this show. Um I th- I think it was Mother's Basement has a a different video which is much older than the one he just released about like all of the bad uses of CG and handshakers because there are a lot of them so it's like it does some things well it does some things poorly I expect that this show won't learn any lessons from the previous one and like we discussed the music 
which was supposed to be diegetic, was like really bad. Or not really bad, just mediocre. Uh, so, no. Uh, production doesn't impress me. Did the storytelling impress me? Absolutely not. Did I enjoy the first episode? I didn't hate it, but no, I didn't enjoy it, and I am not interested to see more, so straight zeros for me. Steven? Um, <clears throat> did the premise interest me? Not really. Um, not really. I don't really have anything else to say. The production, did the production impress me? Kind of. Um, there were sections where people looked like they were gliding across the ground, which is one of my biggest pet peeves. Did, oh, did you see? Did you see the dead center of the screen right before they go into the LSD dimension and they're setting up in that square? They pan out and show all of the people walking. And there's like that, this one person walking right in the middle of everyone else. All right. Uh, I apologize to our audio listeners. This is very visual. Let's see if I can get far enough away from my webcam. Not really. And uh, my. And this person is walking like. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like one foot forward, yep. sort of shuffling with like the like side stepping just, yep. the whole way. <laughs> Dead center of the screen. I saw that and just laughed and then rolled it back and watched <laughs> yeah. it again. They dropped in, <laughs> there, they, there they were... animated half of a walk cycle and just dropped it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it felt mm -hmm. like. And part parts of the show were super terrible like that. But there were some parts that were super pretty and I kind of enjoyed. Um, so I'll give it a quarter of a point. Can nope. I do that? The no, quarter rounds down to zero. Um, okay, then I give it a zero. <laughs> it deserves that. Um, <laughs> did the storytelling impress me? No. No. Just hard no. Not even a soft no. Hard no. Oh, I'm sorry. You probably didn't did understand I? that. He was using DJ terms there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Oh, fuck me sideways, dude. <laughs> I will not, Dean. I <laughs> Um, did I enjoy the first episode? If this were later in the night and I was, I was drunker, probably, but I wasn't, so no, and we don't include that in the, in the regular <laughs> system, so no. Um, did the first episode make me want to see more? The last, like, two minutes intrigued me enough to be like, what the fuck is going on? But because of the rest, like, the rest of it, I don't want to see more. So, no. Chris? <laughs> so, did the premise interest me? Um, there were some interesting ideas that I think could have interested me if they just made it more interesting. Um, but because they didn't... <laughs> As with most things, um, <laughs> if it's more interesting. Well, yes, it, it sounds obvious, but I mean, like, there, there's the idea of, like, okay, so you've got, like, kind of this chosen partner that brings you into another dimension, and you fight, and then, like, you know, the ramifications in the real world are different than what they are in there. Um, like, there, you could have, that's that's a kind of a cool playground for some neat storytelling, um, or at least some cool action, um, but what they did with it didn't impress me, so it didn't interest me. Uh, did the production impress me? I'm going to say no overall. Um, it was almost like in some places the low budget nature of it was like the art style was kind of making up for the fact that it was low budget. Like because it's just so abstract and avant-garde, you can kind of get away with that. Um, but because they had the low budget, the avant-garde didn't get pulled off right, I don't think. So no. Um, did the storytelling impress me? No. 
Uh, did I enjoy the first episode? No. And did the first episode make me interested to see more? Mm, no. That's uh, title. Uh, my title is uh, W's episode one. That face when your crush drags you to transdimensional fight club for the sake of his art. <laughs> that makes it sound more interesting than it actually was. A good title will do that. that uh, Stephen, did you come up with titles for? I didn't. Okay. I'm not creative enough for that. Dean. Uh, W's uh, world of bad music loops in color. This is uh, uh, one of the worst shows I remember. So scenario interest none. Did the production impress me? Uh, no, your music is supposed to be one of the core things in your show, and it's not good. So, fuck off. Uh, the storytelling impressed me. Not at all. Uh, did I enjoy watching episode one? No. No, not in the slightest. I did not enjoy it. I wanted to watch something else the entire time. Am I interested to see more? No, I'm not. This thing was, uh, was just, the, there was nothing, nothing here that would inspire confidence in, in the remainder of this show. So... Uh, no, not interested at all. Fuck off, W's. You're bad. I'm gonna go watch your Adoku instead. Um, so if I can count correctly, that brings our total score for this show to, uh, zero. Or zero percent. <laughs> See you in the loser's bracket, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> That's not a sure thing. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, uh, shit. That means you might have to watch this motherfucker. That's a possibility. I, man. Uh, I, I don't think this is going in the loser's bracket. I would be very surprised <laughs> if this makes it into the loser's yeah, bracket. Yeah, there's a over... lot shit, isn't there? Yeah. Stay tuned. There is. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, watch watch more of this because it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> Or Chris, you want to tell us about our next show, Watatan? An angel flew down to me. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm so glad Chris is the one that has to describe this. <laughs> did I describe um, Uzumade last season or the season before? I, I think you did. <laughs> How does this I keep vote, happening? <laughs> I vote we always stick the bullshit lolly on Chris. <laughs> We don't know going into it. It just works out that way. I get all the lolly and all the edgy. That's just my fate, apparently. Um, yeah. Okay, so what to 10, an angel flew down to me. Um, is the show about, I'm not sure if she's a neat, that's not really made clear, uh, but we never see her leave the house, and she's extremely shy. She um, is. She's described as an otaku in the description of the show, but really she's mm -hmm. a neat. Um, and so she is... Uh, I guess either high school or college, I'm going to guess post high school, but maybe not in college. Um, but again, I don't know for sure. Um, and we see that she's uh, very much into um, designing uh, cosplay and uh, making cosplay. And she uh, has a kawaii little sister who uh, comes running in and like body slams her to make sure she's awake in the morning. Um, I'm adding that to the soundboard now for next episode. You know it. You fucking know it. Uh, so, um, I'll just go in and cut to the chase here. So she, her little sister, who is apparently in fifth grade, 
not drawn like fifth grade, at least not in my experience of fifth grade, although it's been a while since I was in fifth grade, um, brings home a friend and her big sister, our MC, comes down the stairs, see her friend, sees her friend walks in, walk in and uh, is just totally blown away by how kawaii she is um and her face flushes and she starts like feeling really weird um and of course she gets really shy and her little sister's like oh yeah my little sister like you know uh can't look people in the eye when she first meets them or first meets them um and so she's just like completely overwhelmed by the cuteness that just walked in uh the angel that has descended uh into her doorway and so um immediately she starts just like wanting to dress her up and things um, one of the uh, the big questions that's set up, so there are kind of two big questions in this show. One is, um, you know, what what is it about her that makes her um, a neat or why isn't she in school or working or whatever the case might be? Um, the second big question is, what is in that notebook? Um, because she has like this campus notebook um, that uh, she says, uh, if if I could just get her to wear this for me or something like that um you know she would she would die or whatever and it's like i'm not sure i want to know what's in that notebook um <laughs> the answer is so. baby fur porn <laughs> <laughs> um so that's something to google no it's not <laughs> so i think that actually comes a little bit later than this scene but while her while the friend's over um, she goes in there and she like really wants to be friends with this girl. And so she's like, Hey, do you, do you want to be friends? And she's like, no, and I'm like, good girl. That is correct. <laughs> you are correct. Um, but then her little sister is like, Oh, but my big sister doesn't have any friends. And so she's like, Oh, well in that case, you know, I'll be friends with you. And so now she's like, that, that's not a reason. <laughs> she's that's not a legitimate but she's reason. Like, this didn't go the way I expected it to go. Um, and so she wants her to try uh, all these clothes on uh, and she refuses um, and she threatens to call the police at one point, which I found um, very um, refreshing and good. Good for you. Appropriate. Again. And yes. Logical. Yes. Like logical. Then, child. Yes. Um, <laughs> make that happen now. And so. Um, so I don't have to watch any more of this. And it just ends. So here. <laughs> MC bribes her with sweets because she's apparently a really good uh, baker um, and cook. And it's not creepy at all. Oh, yeah, that, no. that's not they even creepy. they even call nope. out at one point, like um, when when the when a- after the first day, and uh, MC can't get this girl off her mind, um, she asks uh, her little sisters, like, "Hey, is she gonna come over again sometime soon?" She's like, "Oh, well, she said that, like, you know, if you're there, she doesn't want to." <laughs> Um, and so she sends her a message and we see a shot at the school where the little sister talks to her friend and says, um, Hey, my big sister wants you to, wants you to know that, um, if you come over to our house, she'll give you sweets. And so, uh, this girl is like, that sounds like something that a social deviant would say. And in fact, this is a social deviant that said it. (laughs) Because any adult Um, who bribes a child with candy is definitely trustworthy. And then um, later on, she comes over and uh, she says, oh, by the way, because she comes over for a sleepover or something like that. By the way, if an adult ever offers you candy, don't take it. You know, like if a stranger ever offers you candy. (laughs) And she's like, of course I know that. Like, I'm not. You think I'm that stupid? And then she's like, oh, by the way, I've got some pudding. And she's like, pudding? (laughs) Um, And she's like, you're not going to be okay, are you? (laughs) 
So there's some really weird, conflicting messages it's in here. It's very self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's very aware of what it it's worse. doing. It makes it worse. It does. Yeah. So she does eventually agree to wear these clothes. Um, and MC's like taking pictures of her like from the floor, and she's like, "Stop doing that," <laughs> and just like refuses to let her be photographed or let herself be photographed until um she's like please i'll give you more sweets and he's like okay just don't you know be on the floor and so we get this montage of um you know these two little girls being kawaii in cosplay and um rmc uh apparently being um i'm not sure if aroused is the word i want to use because that might be uh misleading but i think that's the uh i don't think it's misleading <laughs> it's not misleading it's not misleading she got super moist <laughs> <laughs> Not the word I would have used. <laughs> um, it's also probably not inaccurate. <laughs> so, um, that's basically it. Um, at the very end, because um, like she doesn't change out of like kind of this like jumpsuit that she's been wearing the entire episode. Like she sleeps in it. She does her day in it. She goes back to sleep in it um, until she's alone in the house. And she's like, finally, I'm alone in the house. And so she puts on her own cosplay. And um does this like magical girl transformation uh pale shining miracle flower white lily and then she's like you know i love this so much um but if anyone ever saw me in this i think i would uh i would die and so she looks out her window and the house that was supposed to be empty has a little girl in it who's mimicking what she just did opens the window and shouts out the thing to her um and actually and some of the best voice acting i've heard in an anime she screams and that scream felt so real this might have been the best part of the show was, she's just like, was that after ah! the credits i don't remember that at all um, I think it, it might have been credits, it was yeah. after it was after like kind of the uh the it op was. i think yeah so, like, i bounced the OP out of this the show end. as soon as i could so as soon as i saw credits i was like peace same um, <laughs> that's fair and so that's how we're that's introduced fair. to a uh, third little girl that she's going to be photographing throughout the show um uh, and that's that's basically uh that's basically what to tend. Dean messaged me like right after he watched this show. And so w- going into this show, I was like, all right, what what the hell am I in for? And I got like five minutes into it. And I'm like, this is fine. And then I got like 10 minutes into it. And I was like, oh, uh, hmm. Then I got like 15 minutes into it. And I'm just like in the fetal position in my chair, <laughs> like make it stop. <laughs> it's, it's a comedy and that's the that, thing in the world that, that might have come across in my synopsis it's, it's a comedy it's supposed to be funny and it honestly did have some kind of funny moments supposed um to i mean I, I actually laughed at some of like some of the self-aware things with like <laughs> the little girl being like that's creepy um the funny and, moments though were offset by the um implicit in some cases and in some cases explicit child predation <laughs> Yes. Yeah, like it's that weird thing too, or like you know, we we talked about this on Uzumate. Is like, is it actually pedo? You know, and I don't think that it is, or at least it's not supposed to be. But it's still Uzumate is not. Uzumate's yeah. not supposed to be. That's yeah, supposed to be a Uzumate is supposed to be like a big sister relationship run amok in a sense. Like it's 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 not meant to be a romantic or sexual mm-hmm. attachment in any yeah, way. Yeah. It does have similar themes, though, with like just being overwhelmed by the cute and wasn't wanting to dress them right. up. And yeah, so apparently yeah. that's just a, a common theme now. Um, I, feel like, I feel like this show 
is supposed to be sexual, though. Oh, yeah. She yeah, because like about, she talks about like she, what what is this strange uh, you know um, wiggly feeling? I forget what she called it, but she literally oh, yeah, describes feeling, feeling horny over a child. A weird, weird squirmy feeling, yeah. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, and because like she she doesn't know what this it is. With Chris and my fiance, I was so <laughs> uncomfortable watching this. I was like, this is wrong. It's like hopefully where it's going is not that she's feeling like. A, a romantic sexual attraction but just kind of like that sort of feeling of like wow i've been struck by and this might make it seem like more high-minded if you take it the right way but like this beauty of like because it can have an effect on people it's like an aesthetic experience can have an effect on people but sure. the way they portray it yeah <laughs> you're rationalizing it yeah, far yeah. Too much, because Chris. the four coma this is based on is billed as yuri well, is it really? Well, uh, yeah. So whatever I, benefit of the doubt, I'm like trying really hard to give it. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't even. Don't even. Don't give it Here's that the much thing, credit. This is so much worse. Don't. This to me is so much more uncomfortable than like <clears throat> the a lot of. Okay, there's a there's a lolly trope that's kind of like a. Uh, it's it's very similar to a harem trope where it's MC is totally like oblivious to everything that's happening. And they just show children uh, in in uh, fan servicey situations, and MCs like, "What the hell?" Uh, you know that kind of thing, where there's some sort of uh, there's some sort of deniability there in that situation. Here we have an adult character, not a high school male, by the way, which is typical of Lolly. Um, this is an adult female. Who in the who the the four comma uh, description describes as a college student? So supposedly she is in college. We just never see it. Um, and we this is her actually being attracted to a child. There's no there's no like deniability there at all. This isn't this is less tasteful than your average lolly show. <laughs> How many years are between? those two sisters so if they're in fifth grade it's probably something like 11 or 12 um Mm -hmm. and if she's in college that's like at least 18 um so that's at least six probably more like also the mom does not look old enough to have a college-age daughter dude mom mom is best girl so she is i was gonna say that she's 55 (laughs) sexiest character in the show i want more of that person <laughs> so Tying yeah she, she walks in she walks in at one point and she sees um you know big sister mc with little sister and friend and they're eating sweets um and she's like girls why don't you go do something else and then um you know mc's about to join her and she's like no wait you sit right there <laughs> and then the next we see her she's hanging from the ceiling like tied up in like a mattress or like a, a futon maybe yeah. um by a rope and um she's been like i guess she was there like all evening and um it's like how dare you feed them before our sweets before dinner what were you thinking i was really hoping the word i was going was like why are you being creepy around these little girls but it was just right. sweets before dinner but um no the the sweets is the is the wrong <laughs> yeah if you were just if you were just giving baked goods to your little sister and her friend that's perfectly innocent and fine it's the fact that you are implicitly based on the show itself taking upskirt shots of <laughs> your your little sister's friend 
That's the part that's bad about this. Yeah, mom wouldn't know that though. Mom just <sighs> saw that they were eating candy yeah, before yeah. dinner. I was True. hoping that the mom knew that the the daughter yeah. was um <sighs> dangerous to children. <laughs> yeah, like if she walked in and like saw her taking photos, for example, or something like that. Um, which I mean. Yeah. Again, like if you're just into cosplay, like people might misunderstand the hobby. It's like, why are you taking pictures of people in these costumes? Um, but also the fact that it's bribing, you know, 10 year olds. That's exactly right. That's the yes. that's the thing. If it was just the cosplay aspect of it, where it's like she's treating her little sister's friend as like a dress up doll and just having a ton of fun with that. That's kind of innocent, too. It's 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 weird, yeah. but she's an otaku like she's going to be you know, autistic in that way. Like that's, that's kind of the, the, the designation that she has. But if, if there's that, that other element to it <laughs> is what makes oh. it uncomfortable. Maybe what we can hope for is her confronting these feelings. And we have a serious discussion on like, you know, what it is to have those feelings and to control them and to understand where the lines are. Um, and nah, she's going to steal her panties and sniff them. Hmm. <laughs> She's gonna that's like where this show's going. She's, that's that's the vibe that she's yeah. gonna get. Yeah, she's gonna create a Twitter account and like, uh, join a map support group or some shit. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to trigger Dean there. <laughs> you know I hate those people. But no, it's like there's a there's the, the I made okay. I talked about the UN trying to ban Lolly art. On the last episode of Xenophiles, I, the 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 UN wants to ban f uh, fictional, written, drawn, whatever depictions of children in sexual situations. That to me is bad. I I understand what Lollicon is, and I'm I'm being deathly serious. I understand what Lollicon is, and I understand the fandom. I get it. I understand that it's a thing. I understand that it's art, and no actual children are being harmed by this. And that being involved in it doesn't mean that you want to harm children. I, I, all of those things are facts and true. However, when you make a show in which an adult is attracted to a child in that way, and then you, you, you remove the common plausible deniability of lolly shows where main character doesn't really know what the fuck is going on half the time. Like you remove that and you make it explicit that this adult is attracted to this child. That is not, that is uncomfortable as shit to watch. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. Like, like the whole have Lollicon like thing, like no one's actually harmed by Lollicon. And people who make the argument that people are harmed by Lollicon are wrong. But video game well <laughs> Dean, but but people are harmed because we know that video games cause people to be violent. Oh yeah, totally. Right. Exactly. You're totally <laughs> you know what? You've just changed my mind, and fiction absolutely affects the actions of healthy adults. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing right but boy but that's that was the that i'm in in all seriousness i under i'm not shitting on lollicon i'm shitting on the notion that you can make a show in which an adult is explicitly attracted to a child remove that plausible deniability that's common in lolly and um have me enjoy it <laughs> 
that's the idea that I'm shitting on. <laughs> uh, shall we uh, do scores for this show? Let's do it. Please, I'm tired of talking. <laughs> it's uncomfortable and weird. Chris? What a 10, an angel flew down, flew down to me, episode one. The cost of one's dignity, parentheses, is cake. Jesus. <laughs> um, oh, man. Did the premise oh. interest me? No. Uh, did the production impress me? Honestly, it was pretty good. Actually, the art style on this show is fucking good. And yeah, I the, hate that yeah. fact. I hate the fact that I'm sitting here <laughs> loving, loving the aesthetic of this show and everything that's happening on screen is actively making me want to gag. I hate that so much. <sighs> yep. So I will say that the production impressed me. Um, did the storytelling impress me? Mm, kind of on principle, I almost have to say no. However, um, <laughs> it was a decent comedy. It was well paced. Um, kind of tying in with the production. I thought that the voice acting and everything like that was actually really good. Um, but just overall where the story was going and how ridiculous some of these concepts were like the premise of just like how easily this girl shifts from, uh, you know, your creepy stop to cake or pudding or whatever. Um, no, uh, did I enjoy the first episode? This is one of those weird questions. Say no and move on. <laughs> I, I had a good time watching it. And part of it was because I was like, we I watched it with Steven and we were kind of just like having fun, making fun of it. Um, and again, the comedy was funny here and there. And so, oh, uh, there goes Steven. Uh, so, <laughs> He'll be oh back. Boy. Uh, oh, he's back. Um, the Yeah, I just unmuted myself. I don't know what happened. I am going to say I enjoyed the first episode more than I didn't enjoy it. But did the first episode make me just see more? No, 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 no. So... Uh, I guess I'd say two overall for me. Dean? Look, uh, scenario interest, none whatsoever. Uh, I, I hate lolly shows. They just make me uncomfortable. Um, I don't I don't like watching them, especially since I've I've lived in a house with a with a very young girl, like who was my girlfriend's daughter at the time. Like the lolly shows just make me uncomfortable. Um, so I, I don't like them. But so scenario interest. No, fuck that noise. The production was actually very good in this show, and I, 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 like I said, I hate saying that, but the style, the, this show has style for days. The aesthetic is incredible. It's these cool watercolor mats and these sort of washed out pastel colors that are just gorgeous, and um, it's a really, really pretty show. Uh, did the storytelling impress me? I'm actually going to say no to this, because this should have been a short this is based on a four comma. It it it, it should have been a short. I think. I don't think this deserved a full a full length anime. I think you could have done the gags in in a three minute episode as opposed to a full length thing. I I don't. It felt like there was filler in there, and part of it could have been me hating it the whole time and just wanting it to end. But <clears throat> I really do feel like this would be better served as a short. Again, it's based on a four comma. That's. I mean, this isn't. This is based on a four-panel comic. You know what I mean? That would be like turning Garfield, which they did do, actually, but they did it in vignettes, so it was different. Um, when they made there's the Garfield a, cartoon. There's a full-length Garfield movie. Yeah, that was more based on the character, though. It wasn't, like, adapting stories from the comic. Mm, fair. Um, 
when they made the Garfield cartoon, they did it in vignettes. So they told like the three or four panel story and then onto another story. And this tried to tried to adapt things into a running narrative. And I, I didn't think it worked. I really didn't. Um, I didn't enjoy watching episode one, uh, though. This could probably be a great social watch. Just just I can just imagine a bunch of us sitting on a couch going. Aah! It would be it would be so much fun. Um, but I didn't enjoy it and I am not interested to see any more of this <laughs> at all. So that's a one just based on the art style alone, which was phenomenal. Give me a show. That's not this show in that style. Uh, for me, did the scenario interest me? No. Did the production impress me? I don't think so. It didn't really stand out to me uh, the way that it did you guys. Uh, did the storytelling impress me? Impress? No. I thought it was good setting the creepiness aside i thought the way they actually told the story was good but it was like passable and what i expect storytelling to do it it wasn't that extra above and beyond to impress did i enjoy the first episode no um i didn't hate it it made me a little uncomfortable but it wasn't as bad as some other shows we're going to talk about and did it make me interested to see more? No. So, zero for me. Steven? Did the premise interest me? Do I even have to say? Um, no. No. A thousand times no. <laughs> um, did the production impress me? I don't want to say yes. But yes. Um, it was pretty. It was one of the prettier shows that we watched, especially compared to a couple others. <laughs> um, um, did the storytelling impress me? Impress and make uncomfortable are two very different things. Mm -hmm. If it was trying to make me uncomfortable, then well done, you did. Um, <laughs> impressive but i'm gonna say what a puke excellent work <laughs> right? the art has achieved its right? purpose <laughs> it's like good job please it's stop like, it's like the difference between um, torture porn and like shock horror is is like torture porn yeah. is like oh you've made me like feel pain in every limb and want to explode with vomit well done torture porn you've won you won the game <laughs> And I will stop watching this right now. Oh, no, I'm going to put in another um, one. I need the whole Saw series and a whole fucking marathon of Saw movies. Uh, um, did did I enjoy the first episode? No. No, no, no. No. Um, did the first episode make me want to see more? Please, no. I, I will probably pay you money to make me not have to watch more. Um... What would I title the first episode? Oh, yeah. I actually kind of came up with something. If if softcore lollipop makes you uncomfortable, don't watch this. <laughs> that that's my title. Uh, 
I didn't give my title. Chris, did you give your title? I, I did, yeah. Oh, yeah, Chris yeah. did. I, don't, I didn't, though. Uh, All right, Dean, what's yours? Mine is uh, because every season needs uncomfortable lolly. <laughs> and for me, uh, Watutin episode one, exchanging goods for services. Ah! <laughs> no. Uh, no. Okay. Oh, that brings our total score for this show to a four or 20%. Dean. That gives it more credit than it needs. Well, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful show. I really do think it's gorgeous. It's just everything else about it is is awful. (laughs) Yes. Dean, you want to tell us about our next show? Grimm's Notes, the animation. Man, what can I say about Grimm's Notes? What can I... What can I do to properly convey this clusterfuck to you in a way that makes you understand exactly what's going on when I, I myself I, <laughs> didn't I have quite an understand idea, what was going Dean. on? What if, what if you read your your book of fate, the book that you were given at birth, which right. is the narrative of your entire life, and you look into mm-hmm. that book and you read how you describe this show? And then you say those words to us. Wouldn't wouldn't that be problem, uh, convenient? Because when I received my book of fate, I opened it up and it was blank because I'm the obvious player character in this narrative. <laughs> <laughs> so Invariable in chat asks, Dean, what would you say about the relative wealth levels of the characters in Grim Notes, the animation? Um, unaddressed, it seems. Everybody's poor. It seems I have yet to see a rich person, but everybody's clothes are weirdly nice. So that happens. Uh, wealth is um, undetermined. We'll say I might have to watch more when they get to the Jack and the Beanstalk episode. I'll have to see exactly how much a cow is worth. And, and, and then I'll know. <laughs> and just how committed are they to that golden goose? I know. Right. Oh, fuck me. Okay. So I'm just going to read the notes that I took as I was watching the show. So the mystery of this story unfolds for you as it did for me. Um, Because I was taking these notes actively as the show was running. Um, Okay, so. Little girl attacks a monster, turns into a guy. Dude looks like a lady, plays in the distance. They have books of fate, apparently. One guy became a bad guy for a second. Fucking everyone has these goddamn books. Apparently real Grimm's fairy tales exist here. Uh, There's a red riding hood. People just fucking do what these books tell them to. And a chaos teller is a thing. So chaos tellers are eradicating story zones. Uh, which apparently are side quests for our our player character with a blank book of fate and his NPC party members who have filled in books of fate. Uh, in any case, what am I looking at? Um, oh yeah, like Grimm's fairy tales are side quests for this party, and the NPCs know what's going to happen to them because of the books of fate. So Red Riding Hood is a chaos teller. That happens in the show. We find out that Red Riding Hood is either a chaos teller or possessed by a chaos teller and changed the story because uh, she was mad about the fact that she was going to have to get eaten by a wolf even though she knew, based on the book of fate that she had, she was going to be saved by the woodsman regardless. Um, uh, they have bookmarks of guidance, apparently, that turn them into characters that are not from Grimm's fairy tales, um, including <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Uh, uh, um... Uh, they fight the Chaos Teller Riding Hood, and then this bitch just fucking fixes everything with a spell. Uh, MC's book is blank, so he's obviously the fucking player character. That's, those are my notes, and that's the show that happened. 
It is indeed good enough. <laughs> the show as I watched it. <laughs> this show does do something kind of interesting in that um, all of the the people in the Red Riding Hood story get like super paranoid when um, when things aren't going the way their books of fate say. And it really got me thinking, like, if you knew everything that was going to happen to you in your life, what does what happens to anxiety and how does that affect um, your self-worth? How, how, right. Um, and they like, what if your book says, what if you get your book of fate and you're reading, you're sitting there five years old, you're just old enough to read and you're reading your book of fate and on the, 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 you know, Maybe in like uh like you know chapter seven or eight, it says uh, kills kills self in closet at college. <laughs> I'm gonna interrupt her just a second because I just saw something rather remarkable. Um, four Apache attack helicopters just flew information over my apartment. <laughs> nice. You're fucked. Chris. They, You're <laughs> fucked. Oh, no, they they passed over and like you know they didn't. They weren't. <laughs> Don't but tell it was them still... where I am. There's just, um, yeah, there's something interesting about seeing that. That's not a sight you see every day. So anyway. Yeah. Like what if, what if you, what if you open up your book of fate and you're reading and it says you commit suicide at 22? Like what, what are you meant to do with that information? That's why I was like, people just do what these books tell them to. Yeah. It's also an interesting, um, kind of, excuse me, like a kind of a metaphor in a way for the idea of, um, life going the way that you've been told it should or your own expectations or whatever like kind of following the script um whether it's religion that's telling you that or society or whatever like you think that this is going to be how things go and then as soon as things go off script like it's it's just kind of this is bringing to a point like the the it's it's an extreme of that same idea of like when your life goes off script how do you react versus literally going off script literally changing the narrative (laughs) Invarial in the chat just made the greatest point about this fucking show and this whole concept. He says, the worst part of your book of fate are the 12 pages dedicated to the present. And then he read for the book of fate and he continued reading for the book of fate. And then he read this sentence and this sentence and this sentence and this sentence. And then he considered skipping ahead for five pages, but he didn't read this sentence instead. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I have to I have to point out these books are massive which you'd expect them to be because they chronicle they chronicle your entire life and it seems like they do it in pretty uh reasonable detail um uh, and one of our characters in this show says the day when i read my book of fate Mm -hmm. like bitch you didn't read this in a single day excuse me (laughs) well my life is so interesting i was just enraptured by the story (laughs) couldn't put it down Maybe it's just the the first day, the, like the day that you first started to read the Book of Fate or something and let it affect you. It makes dating interesting, too, because like you could read in your book that I'm about to ask this girl out and she's going to reject me. But then do I still have to ask her out? That's my question. It's like you see these things coming. You see yeah. it's coming down the line and you're like, uh, OK, so I'm supposed to ask this girl out at the bar. She's going to tell me to fuck off in, in no uncertain terms. At that point, me, the reader of my own life, says, yeah, I'm just not going to do that then. (laughs) Well, then you're a chaos teller. 
and you become the bad guy. And I kind of feel like maybe what what's implied and maybe what the books are more like is like kind of it tells you the beats of your life more so than like kind of the moment to moment. Like here's everything that's going to happen. Right, so right. Little Red Riding Hood's going to get eaten by a wolf and whatever. But that's kind of like probably like one big event and like kind of a bigger time period where like a lot of your it's kind of everyday life and <laughs> Varel's got something else um, is kind of open ended. Um, like you kind of know what's coming, but you don't know everything that's going to happen. And Varel, and then she walks into traffic and got killed by a truck. Then the character walks into traffic and gets killed by a truck, and the audience goes, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like this is the this is kind of the like this is different from the question. Like, if you knew how and when you were gonna, if you had the opportunity to learn how and when you were gonna die, would you want that information? That's an interesting question that you can ponder. If you knew every single point of your life story. That's not an interesting question to me because it's kind of like, well, I mean, I know every point. So what, what does it matter at that point is the difference between like your eventual fate and your, what you're going to do next week. Like there's a, there's a, that's less interesting to me for some reason. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, really if you, if you know, if you know the end and it's not necessarily of your life, but like of anything, you know, you've got this much time to do whatever it is you want to do with that time. So you have time to prepare and you have time to, like, make sure things are in order. Um, right. Unless and, your you book know, of it, fate says you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Unless your book of fate <laughs> says you're an idiot and you don't prepare anything. <laughs> <laughs> Around the time you get to this page, you're starting to feel a great um, sort of nihilistic malaise. Um, <laughs> and... You just kind of like shut down and fall into a deep depression. And uh, <laughs> anyway. I prefer my ruffles. In any case, the, um, the, the, this is the biggest issue that I have with this is, is this whole idea. The, 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 the woodsman. Okay. Let's take the woodsman for an example. He, he's like, he loves Red Riding Hood as a daughter and he's falling in love with Red Riding Hood's mom and all this interesting shit. Is that real? If you're just doing it because a book tells you to. Are you just yeah. doing it because a book tells you to? What's the... Honestly, I, I feel like the show... Because, like, the idea they're going for is, like, the whole show revolves around when fairy tales go off script. And um, you're kind of subverting, like, the common stories we know and putting twists on them, whatever. It's not the first show to do something like this. Um, or to, like, reinterpret Grimm's fairy tales at the very least. But if they remove the element of the people in these worlds, um, first of all, knowing about story zones and all that stuff... And you take the Book of Fate away from them. What you have is the characters, like the people who are trop- hopping, between, hopping between these worlds, have Books of Fate. And they know how the story is supposed to go. I've read Little Red Riding Hood. I know how this is supposed to go. And then when they get there and it's not what that is, then there's this mystery as to why is this story different. Um, right. Which is kind of what they did, but it just kind of weirdly overcomplicated if, it, the way they approached everything. I think... If you remove entirely the whole Book of Fate concept and keep the show the same, it's still not good, but we have less to talk about and maybe you're less mad at it. Like, it's just a cheap story for children. Mm -hmm. But I feel like having this concept and not putting the thought into it that's required to make it believable... Right. It's giving us a lot to talk about, but it, like... It makes the story frustrating. It is. I think there's a better way to tell this exact same story, and that's just to have your party, your your party of characters, the, the characters who are going through fixing story zones, just have a big copy of Grimm's Fairy Tales. 
and they know how things are supposed to go. And so when they go to a story zone that's off script, they can look at their, their copy of the, their actual copy of Grimm's fairy tales and say, yeah, this is meant to go this other way. So we have to try and fix this because if the, if it goes off script, all the people die or some shit like that. You just give it some, some dumb stakes to make me want them to fix it. And then, you know, they go through their real copy of Grimm's fairy tales, of, you know, this omnibus thing. I think I might actually fucking have one on my shelf right there. They go through their actual copy and say, okay, so this is what we need to do to set this back on track. And then they go through and do that. I think that's a better way to do this. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shall we do scores for the show? Please. <laughs> Dean. Oh, goodness. Scenario interest. I'm going to say, yeah. At first, I was interested in this. At first, it was like, oh, Grimm's Fairy Tales and adventuring and going through the worlds of Grimm's Fairy Tales. Sure, let's fucking do this, man. This sounds fun. Uh, did the production impress me? No, not at all. Uh, there was nothing about this that made me... It just looked like anime. Um, did the storytelling did. impress me? No. I thought the storytelling was actually particularly weak. It was... It was exposition where we didn't need it and no exposition where we did. It was um, this whole sort of, it was just a mess. It was a mess. Uh, so no, it didn't impress me. I didn't enjoy watching it and I'm not interested to see any more of it. So, was this uh, was this the show? No, it wasn't. Okay, never mind. I'll, I'll uh, bring that up later when we get to that show. Yeah, it gets a one from me for scenario interest and that's it. Because it literally, like, it could be an interesting story, but they just, um, I feel like, I feel like this kind of like I feel, to, I felt about, um, about World of Bad Music Loops in Color, where it's like, I can see what they're going for here, <laughs> but they missed it. They missed what? the mark. Um, I'm in exactly the same boat as Dean. Uh, oh, Dean, your title for uh, this episode. Oh, yes. Uh, where everything's made up and the books don't matter. <laughs> don't don't you even whose line is so much better than this show don't you pollute whose line with this show oh uh, for me uh grim's notes episode one store brand kingdom hearts uh <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh yeah same same as dean the scenario is interesting going to different stories where things have gone i mean it it, this literally is bad kingdom hearts um Uh so one for scenario but they just completely botched the execution in every conceivable way steven did the premise interest me not really um fairy tales are aren't really my thing um did the production impress me not really again um if i have to be honest uh, the first five minutes i was like okay this is kind of interesting but eh, eh. did i enjoy the first episode no <laughs> uh, no just just no um, I was tipsy enough to kind of be like, eh, this is all right. But when, when the sober light of day hit me, I was like, that was, that was kind of shit. <laughs> kind of um, did the first episode make me want to see more? 
kind of, but only to see how bad they could make other fairy tales. And and that's not really that's not really a yes. <laughs> um, what title would I put for the first episode? Uh, Grimm's Fairy Tales, the Digimon edition. Because I don't know about mm-hmm. y'all, but like the first five minutes when the like the little villain things were there, yep. I was like, "Are we watching Digimon? What is this?" Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like, uh, it's super. They, they looked like an yeah. incredibly creative author calls the evil things that uh spawn when the story is going wrong uh villains yeah, yeah. villains ten, 10 out of 10 good 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 name uh chris yeah uh so grim's notes the animation episode one you won't believe who the villain is um did the premise <laughs> interest me uh no because like when I even when I heard the name when we were doing our drawing, it's like another Grimm's fairy tales spinoff, um, and so that that idea is not new, and it would have to do something like really interesting to get me interested, and it did not. Um, so no on that. Did the production impress me? No, it was just kind of average at best. Did the storytelling impress me? Um, I I feel like they had as anime about mobile games go i feel like this is one of the more interesting better done ones that we've seen um but it, it still just had like ideas that were interesting that because it's a mobile game adaptation just ended up being contrived and weird and uh, it wasn't it didn't impress me did i enjoy the first episode not really um i didn't hate it but i didn't like it um did the first episode make me interested to see more no whatever potential it had it kind of just fizzled out was that a zero for you? That would be a zero. That brings our total score for the show to a two or 10%. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring this up because I just got a notification and it's kind of relevant to the show. Uh, Fate Extella is 50% off on Steam right now. Is that a good game? I haven't played it. I don't know. I am going to pick it up, though. Okay. <laughs> I'll 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 let you know. How, how much is twenty five dollars? Fifty normally. Gotcha. The next show we have to talk about is Kemerikusa. Uh, Kemerikusa is based on the winning entry of the two thousand twelve three D anime contest. Um, that explains yeah. everything. It's a net animation. <laughs> it's a net animation. Yeah. Um, I, like, halfway into this episode, I was like, what the hell even? So I went and looked up the description for it and saw that and was like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, so this is... um. It's a show where girls fight robot bugs that are red, <laughs> and also there's a red fog, and they have green powers, and one of the girls' <laughs> green power is uh, to uh, to make tree roots 
grow wherever she wants so that she can siphon water from one place to another. And one of the girl's green powers is that her eyes turn green and she can see. And uh, one of the girl's green powers is that there's five of her. <laughs> it's not a bad power. And she presumably can make more. Yeah, she she says she can make more, but we don't know how she can make more. She doesn't. That isn't explained. Nothing is explained. So basically, what this is, <laughs> it's it's post apocalyptic Emote House. Yeah, basically, it's it's post apocalyptic wow. Emote House. Um, that is yeah, a, a perfect description of this fucking piece of trash. It, 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 yeah. Um, Except it's not supposed to be a comedy. So, uh, so these girls are, they say they're on an island. They're on island one. But then we're also led to believe so, that... So fucking imaginative with the uh, Water is incredibly rare in this world and so i'm wondering how there's an island with no water um not a drop to drink could be fresh water and uh oh. mm, it's there's a very strong implication and we don't know if it is or isn't but it's it's definitely like earth has been poisoned essentially and mm-hmm. as part of that like in order to survive we've kind of like got mutants now or something i don't know if they're like mutated from humans or if it's like something entirely different um, but yeah, like it, it, even if you've got like a ton of salt water, doesn't mean you can drink it. So it's true. Uh, so uh, the show opens with two girls: one who looks kind of like high school, college age, and one who looks elementary school age. And they're walking around having a conversation, and it's kind of a weird conversation. I don't remember what it's about. And then there's a giant rock, and the older girl uh punches the rock, and it breaks, and they're on an old uh, Navy ship looking thing and uh, there's water in the room on the floor and they kind of examine it very closely and determine that it is in fact water and they go, great, we found water it, which is incredibly rare uh, and then they head back home and on their way home they encounter a red bug and uh, older girl punches the red bug and a little girl takes that opportunity to run back to the water because she's really thirsty and she wants some water and she hasn't had water and it'll be fine. And uh, while older girl is fighting the red bug, there are some uh, green cat ears which kind of magically pop out of the ground and uh, speak to our main... Or Well, is she the main character? I think she's the main character. I'm going to call her the main character. Uh, and then... Uh, Cat Ears goes, wait, I'm sensing another bug over by where you just came from. And so older girl runs back to where she came from and finds that younger girl uh, destroyed the red bug, but also died. And uh, she's like, it's fine. Don't worry about me. I got to eat lots of yummy things. And uh, I killed a bug on the first try. And our older character is sad, but she goes back home and we find out there's four more identical uh, elementary schoolers. And also, uh, Cat Ears Are person they... is more than just Cat Ears. She's a, a whole cat person. Are they elementary schoolers, though, if this world doesn't have elementary schools? They're elementary hey. school-aged children. <laughs> 
<laughs> who are not getting hit on by an adult. So bravo, anime. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, normal human boy TM, uh, falls, (laughs) falls out of the, uh, tree root leaves and into their water tank, and, uh, no one has seen a normal human TM before, so they (laughs) think he's a bug, so they try to kill him, and they use their green powers, but he doesn't die, and so they're And he's oddly okay with this. Yeah, he's, like... I apologize for, um, uh, what's the word he used? Uh, contaminating your water. And, uh, and they're... Did he shit in it? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> well, because also, like, they're they're deliberating for a little bit over, like, whether he's a bug and whether they should kill him. And he's like, you know what? I get where you guys are coming from. You know, like, I'm sorry to cause you any trouble, any worry. You know, just make it quick if you would. And then they try to, and he doesn't die. Smart yeah. kid. If you're if you're gonna get murdered, at least ask him to make it fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh and, uh and then there's another red bug and the red fog. Oh no, and uh they take Mr. Human with them because they can't figure out how to destroy him. Uh and then one of the elementary school aged children gets captured by the bug. And uh, they can't find her in the red fog. And so Mr. Human uh, climbs up on top of something tall and says, oh, I feel heat over here. And so he runs into the fog and brings out the elementary school aged child. And uh, then they're all like, why did you do that? You can't handle the red fog. It hurts you. And he goes, well, shucks. And then the episode is over. I think also um, MC and family are like, I forget if they actually said this, you know, I might be getting the details wrong, but I think it's either implied or stated that they're kind of the same organism, um, like clones of each other or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget like who comes from whom, but it was kind of implied because of all the little sisters. It's like, oh, we've only got so many left. And they might have even said something about like how they can't make any more or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like. Cat ear girl, big sister. I'm pretty sure does talk like like a cat. Yep, she does. Like every every neon, um, she is like ill with something. That's one of the reasons that she can't really go out and be as helpful as she wants to be. But she has like the like the hyper sense of speaking of cats. Um, <laughs> she's able to like send her cat ears out into the world to like listen to things and talk to people remotely and whatever else. Beats the hell out of a cell phone technology. This show was very slow. Oh. Also, the yummy things that yes. our elementary schoolers eat is uh, metal. Uh, they're just metal chip parts come through the plant roots uh, with the water, and they're like, ew, there's metal in our water, and the girls just swallow it whole. Ow! <laughs> uh, swallowing whole. Mm. <laughs> They, it's, it's also, um, it doesn't make any sense. I knew there was such a plant and chat knows what I'm about to do, but, um, there's the gist. <laughs> yeah. The gist. Um, there, there are trees that convert salt water into fresh water. Mangroves do that. Um, and if this plant has such extreme control over itself, you would think it could develop such an ability, but I guess, um, well, I think it's implied too that it's, 
it's not just salt water though i think it's also that um like there's like whatever the red fog is or whatever caused it probably is poisoning things too yeah but. this is bad code lyoko if you guys remember Code Lyoko, uh, it was there was 2D animation. It was French, but it was done in an anime style. Um, it was 2D animation when they were in the real world. And then when they go into the computer world and fight um, almost identical looking bugs, uh, they're in 3D and it's interesting and cool and fun, at least for me in fifth grade. So, um, <laughs> whatever. But uh, yeah, this is bad Code Lyoko. Yeah, um, the animation is bad. It's Hold on, not no, like it's also better than all of the other 3D shows we've had this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I mean, actually what it reminded me of um, was PlayStation 1 games where you would have like the static background and then just kind of like you'd have like this very clearly superimposed 3D model walking around on it arbitrarily. Um, exactly that. Yes. Yeah, everything. Everything just moves weird. And like at one point. Mr. Human gets thrown or falls or something and, like, lands on a piece of sheet metal, or at least presumably that's what happens, except, like, none of the depth is correct, and he kind of is just, like, hits something but is hovering over the background art. It's, mm. But, like I said when they started... Based on winning entry from uh, the anime contest in, of 2012, I don't um, yeah. don't know that uh, high quality animation is is what we're what this show is here for. I and guess. then you know what you're left with is kind of like the world and some of the ideas, and you know it's like it's it's atmospheric. Yeah. Um. The thing is though that just like. The world didn't interest me all that much because it just felt like another weirdly supernatural post-apocalypse. Um, I didn't really get invested in the characters. Like, they had some decent characterization here and there. It just the, wasn't anything that made you want to really in- invest in it. Wakaba is the name of the male human. And uh, uh, he was very aggravating. I We lost Steven again. <laughs> Um, this is like, this is basically a reverse isekai because what we have is we start off in the world into which the isekai MC appears instead of starting off with MC and going into the other world. Um, so it's kind of interesting in that sense that we're getting, here's what everyone else who isn't isekai MC, um, you know, experiences when they appear with their overpowered ass in your world. Um, so... I, this is uh, this seems like a like a worse version. What was that show that we watched? I think it might have been last season with the chicks who do cocaine and then go have sword fights with people. <laughs> uh, release the spice. That's a show release I want to watch. That was that was a show that you did watch. Oh, that wasn't no, that wasn't cocaine. <laughs> that was just the uh, comparison we made. Uh, yeah, that's 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 that. This seems like a worse version of that. I would agree, yeah. honestly. That's a that's a really good comparison. The art was worse. 
and the art in the other one was kind of not yeah. good. Yeah, so. right. I liked the style. Like, if you if you take stills of this show, the stills look fine. I would agree. It's kind of simple, but uh, color and everything is used really well, and, like, it looks good. Mm-hmm. But watching the movement, oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. It's like... Yeah. I... This is another show that looks like it's mo-capped. Like, the mm-hmm. movements are mm-hmm. so janky. It does. A lot of them look mo-capped, and then it seems like they might have rigged animations for a couple of things. Like, when the when the little sister's jumping up and down and stuff, and, like, freaking out, like, jumping my, up and down. My impression wild. was actually that it wasn't mo-capped, um, at least what I'm remembering. Yeah, I don't... Um, and you might be right, but what it felt like to me was just, like, just amateur 3D animation. I it don't was, think it actually was mo-capped i was trying to make a comparison to like that yeah the janky movements this show i i i just they did like the fake uh the fake black outlines and cell shading to make it try and look 2d but it was not obviously not and it didn't the animation when you have something that's meant to look 2d but it's animated in 3d you have to that's not easy to do and mm-hmm. have it look it's believably not. like a show that's worth a shit. <laughs> like, um, I don't know that I have a whole lot else to say about this show. It was just kind of uh, long and boring. And um, I mean, I understand why it won like an amateur anime contest. That's fine. Please leave it in that space. <laughs> Right. So we don't have to watch right. it. Right. Like, okay, you won. Good job. We're not going to fill a slot on television with this show, but it was the best one that was presented to us. Here's an award. Go fuck off and 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 put this on your resume, please. Did they though? Cuz like it ended up on Amazon. This is like the one show you've had this season that's mm-hmm. on Amazon exclusively. Yeah, it's weird. Crunchyroll maybe, and High Dive are kind of the... pushing Amazon out of the space a little bit. Good. Because <laughs> the player's not good. If the player was good, it would be okay. Yeah. But it's not. I actually watched this on my computer, and it was a better viewing experience than trying to watch it on the TV. I watched it um, on Roku. But I had terrible, to. But... I had to cast the entire Chrome tab to get it on the TV. Oh no no no! You cannot Chrome ta- Chromecast from Amazon Video. You can't yeah. do it. No, to I have it to let me. I have to use the the Amazon Prime app on my TV. Right. Yeah, I like the difference, Stephen, is Roku. that you weren't Chromecasting the actual player; you were Chromecasting the tab that contained the player. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it was yeah. basically screen sharing. It was. It wasn't yeah. actually streaming. You Amazon. can't. Yeah, Amazon like they block it from the player. Mm-hmm. They block Chromecasting because they're they're butt hurt about the Fire Stick getting outperformed. It's like, come on, guys. Just get with the program. Roku already exists. I'm not going to buy your fucking Fire Stick. I don't need... Seconded. (laughs) I'll do my home automation with Amazon, but Chromecast is better. It it just is. Um, Scores for this show. Did the scenario interest me? I'll say yes. I'm down for a good post-apocalyptic romp. That sounds fun. (laughs) Did the production impress me? No. Did the storytelling impress me? No. It wasn't 
awful. It was just slow. The pacing was bad. Uh, did I enjoy the first episode? Not really. It was fine, but no. And did it make me want to see more? No, not really. Uh, I didn't get invested in any of the story or world, so that's a one for me. Steven? <sighs> did the premise interest me? I'll agree with Ryan. Um, I'm always down for post-apocalyptic stuff. Um, did the production impress me? Can I give it a negative one on this? <laughs> Can I? Nope. I want to. <laughs> It was that bad. Um, no, it, it did not. Uh, storytelling didn't impress me. Um, did I enjoy the first episode? No. It was slow. It was paced terribly. I, I just... I would not want to... No. Just just no. Um, did the first episode make me want to see more? And the way that a train wreck makes you want to see another train wreck, kind of... But again, no, <laughs> and I don't have a title. Other oh, than Fallout: The Bad Animation. Uh, yeah my my title uh, Kimirikusa Episode One Firecrackle Dot Wave. Because <laughs> <laughs> they just the sound effect for the fog is like the most generic sound bite of fire that you could possibly find. <laughs> and it just yep. plays on repeat, and oh, blah, it's everywhere. And sometimes it's described as like really scalding hot, and sometimes it's described as warm by the same character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like so. Which is it? Mm -hmm. yeah, you get acclimated to it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean it hurts less, or <laughs> hurts. It, it doesn't mean it hurts you less. It would still damage you just as much. <laughs> Chris, what are your scores for this show? Uh, Kimura Kusa episode one, in another world with my apologies. Um, <laughs> did the premise interest me? No. Um, I've said this of several shows so far. I'm, I, I'm personally just a little bit burnt out on post-apocalyptic, um, for many, many reasons. And so for this kind of tired idea to interest me, it has to do something that like, and it's hard to say exactly, like, it's not just that it's novel. It just has to be like, novel and intriguing in a way that would appeal to me and this was not um did the production impress me decidedly no um knowing there was an amateur production makes it a little bit more understandable but it still didn't impress me um did the storytelling impress me um it had some good instincts but no overall it didn't did i enjoy the first episode no um and actually speaking of the storytelling it got decidedly less interesting as soon as normal human tm appeared um, which is, I guess, supposed to be the, like the crux of the plot. So that means the entire story is not going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I did not enjoy the yeah. first episode yeah. and did the first episode make me interested to see more? Uh, yeah, especially not after that twist. So, um, that's a zero overall for me. Dean? Uh, scenario interest. Not really. I don't, I can't identify a scenario here. I, 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 I don't know what this is about. <clears throat> and that's a problem. The science fiction action story follows girls who fight with weird entities nicknamed Mushi, bugs, and survive in a world of red fog. No, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> so no. Did the production impress me? Um, no, it anti-impressed me. Uh, did the storytelling impress me? Uh, no. 
Because I couldn't identify what the fuck was happening. Um, did I enjoy watching episode one? No, I anti-enjoyed it. Um, and am I interested to see more? I'd rather play Fallout 76 on release day. So, Whoa. yeah, no. Oh. That's terrible. Shots um, fired. Also, my title for this episode was The Leaves Are Cocaine. That explains <laughs> everything. everything. I, 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 um, yeah, that's really bad. That brings our total score for this show to a 2 or 10%. Boy, howdy, we are on our way to the worst uh, group of shows this season by a long shot. And it doesn't get better. <laughs> nope, there is. It's not uphill from here. It's It's not really downhill either. It's just kind of flat. We just... You know what? <laughs> it's like Texas. It's just flat. You know what? I agree with... the Okay. There's a... About that, specifically. There's a, a... A scene in... What's the movie with Zach Galifianakis and... um And Robert Downey Jr. Where it's basically planes, trains, and automobiles. But it's Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. And it's... And, and at one point... Um, Zach Galifianakis says it's all uphill from here, and and he's corrected by Robert Downey Jr., who says no downhill, and he says what? No, you want to be up on on the hill, and he says no downhill's easier. You you go downhill, it's easier to go downhill. It's you it's downhill from here, and I agree with that assessment. Uh, due date? <laughs> yes, due date. Good movie, really good movie. A dog masturbates in it. <laughs> <laughs> is that your Sold. standard for a good movie? <laughs> oh hey, they man! Made, they made they made a they made a dog masturbating work in, in a film, and it was hilarious and funny. I think it's so, time to start yes. talking about the price of smiles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be better than what we're talking about now. <laughs> uh, so, um. The Price of Smiles is a uh, science fiction. It's Prince, isn't it? No, it's Price. Is it fucking really? Yeah, it's yep. Price. There might have been a typo when we first made our list. Well, but no, yeah, I it's think Price I just did it wrong. I just did it wrong. <laughs> I think that's the case. Um, so it's a uh, science fiction action whatever. Um, so humanity has um, left old earth and now we've colonized some other planet. I don't know how many planets we're on if it's New just this earth. one or not but it's it's the far future where we've got greenish skies because we can um, and there's a princess who just turned 12 um, and she has a um, uh, a bodyguard who is clearly kind of like the not quite love interest childhood friend that grew up together you know whatever um, and so we open up and she's about to do a ceremony um, where she's going to kind of acknowledge to the people she's going to make an appearance and she's going to be like, hey, everyone, thanks for coming out. I'm 12 now. I'm going to keep ruling the country. We're going to be prosperous. It's going to be great. And they've all got, um, you know, idol concert glow sticks going on. They're just constantly waving like this, just like rapidly going back and forth, even when the crowd is dead silent. The, the motion never stops. Um, so she says a thing for about 30 seconds and then she's like, you know, um, long or, you know, be eternal. I think that's the phrase. And the whole crowd's like, be eternal. And then fireworks go off and then she's done. So that was her whole day. And she's exhausted afterward. Um, she plops down on the bed and she's, God, 
Um, anyway, so she starts um, getting trained up by her kind of handler, um, this older lady, not old, she's more like probably like middle age at the highest. Um, but, you know, kind of like the typical, like, you know, glasses wearing, uh, very formal secretary lady um, who's kind of part of her retinue. Um, and then at one point she goes to the throne room and, um, this, uh, this visiting kind of soldier person, um, is basically, uh, you know, questioning her authority. It's like, you're just a figurehead, leave all this stuff to us, you know, this negotiation with this other country. Um, and she's like, well, you know, there's, there's only so many things, there's, there's certain things that only I can do because, you know, I'm the heir to my parents and my late parents, uh, she points out very specifically, um, but she's like, but you know, it'll, dead. but it'll be great working with you to, uh, you know, come up with these ideas for what we should do. You can help me come up with the stuff because she does. She acknowledges that it's like, so what are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> Let's come up with it together. Um, and it turns out that uh, she the, the people who were talking to the princess and kind of calling her out were kind of told, apparently, to um, put her character to the test. And I guess she passed. Um, but then the bodyguard guy, despite them saying that very specifically, is very offended that they insulted the princess. And so he challenges them to a duel, uh, by which I mean they go into a simulator and have a mech battle um, in very I, abandoned Tokyo, uh, Chris, circa like 2018. I challenge yes. you to a duel, 1v1 me in Overwatch, <laughs> so we can determine <laughs> who the better person is. Yeah. You know oh, what? so earlier, that earlier actually, they, uh... that actually sounds like fun to me. <laughs> that sounds reasonable to me. I'm ter- I'm, I'm very online apparently. <laughs> Before that, they're like kind of out amongst the people, and for some reason, I forget exactly because I I skipped over that when I rewatched it because I kind of just like skipped through the show to remind myself what happened the other day. Um, but they end up hiding inside of a um basically an arcade game that's the, about fighting with mechs. The princess gets um, recognized from a group of by a group of children, and. Mm. It, th- uh, apparently they can't be spotted by uh, three whole children. It's against their religion. Because <laughs> God forbid that the princess be out of the children. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, and then so like, and then he like ends up like the, the, the bodyguard guy who's apparently a really good mech pilot ends up playing this arcade game and like has to defeat someone else who's in the other machine, which I, f- I think might have been the same person who he ends up challenging later. I forget. Yes, anyway, it was. It doesn't really matter. Um, so they go into the simulation and it's actually kind of cool. Um, and it's 2v1. So you've got like, you know, the one girl who's in, um, you know, piloting her lead mech and they've each got like a squad of other mechs that are helping them as they fight around in uh, abandoned Tokyo circa 2019. Um, but then it's two on one because he wanted to prove his uh, his power and his skill. Um, so the other one, I guess, is kind of like setting up traps and stuff and kind of being like almost like a, an overseer type of person. I don't know. Um, strategist. And so it's two V one. Um, but then the princess comes up to watch and, uh, she's like, wait, it's two V one. That's not fair. And she kind of makes the pouty face, uh, after, you know, they explain why he wanted it to be two V one. Um, but she's like, wait a second, they got two people I can help. Right. And so she, uh, she tells the guy when he's kind of cornered, it's like, um, hey, you know, follow the sewer and do the thing. So basically she helps him to blow up um, the the foundation underneath this giant skyscraper where his flag is located because it's captured the flag. Um, it's buried under the rubble. And she's like, now they can't get to it. Problem solved. And then they cause a flood or something, which causes another building to collapse. And he's able to jump up and grab the flag and they win. Um, and so I guess that he's a really good mech pilot. She's got some sense of strategy. Uh, and together they're going to be an unstoppable force in theory later in the series. 
Um, and then uh, they're leaving to go uh, on a diplomatic trip to this other country that they uh, we had mentioned previously. Um, turns out that the countries are actually at war, or war is breaking out as we speak. I forget which one it is. Um, but they can't tell the princess because she would just be heartbroken. So um, the price of smiles implicitly is the uh, cost in human lives to keep your princess, um, you know, <laughs> blissfully unaware of the fact that her empire, this prosperous place is, you know, basically as prosperous as it is because it's, uh, you know, exploiting implicitly other countries. <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically the price of smiles. You skipped over the part where chess is the most important uh, skill for a Notability. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to learn. Oh, yeah, uh, you have absolutely. to learn chess because it teaches you strategic thinking, which plays into the whole thing. Where she's later, like, apparently she's really good at strategy. She's just not good at chess. But you know, which and- is fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> chess is a very specific game. Like, <laughs> like some to some degree, you can be good at chess just by kind of like memorizing what you should and shouldn't do. If um, somebody told me Alexander the Great sucked at chess, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's fine. He was one of the only generals in history to achieve a double envelopment in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, cool. Like, I know some of those words. <laughs> Man, by the time I got to this show, I was in an anime-induced rage, and this show did uh, nothing to that allay feel, that. Though. Why did this show feel like it was a side story in a Star Wars prequel? Right? I would agree Didn't with that. Didn't it feel like that? Mm-hmm. It did I have, so. like kind of a, a prequel-esque um, aesthetic of kind of like the neo-medievalist kind of fashion and everything like that. Like, I could see this being a side story on Alderaan and SWOTOR. Yeah. That specifically. <laughs> I, I, it just feels that way to me. I don't know. Huh. I didn't get that from it. Um, Actually, I didn't. I didn't hate this show. To be honest, um, I didn't hate, come it, out I didn't hate cool. it as much as the other ones. It's definitely um, the best out of the group, I think. It, I, I've said this I many times today that. already, and I've already said that I've said this many times today already. So I'm kind of repeating myself on multiple fronts. But um, cool ideas. Uh, I could actually see myself getting into this if it wasn't for some of just like the. And, and it, it feels weird saying this because the story is about, you know, a 12 year old. But like it just kind of had this weirdly childish feel to it, where dumb shit. on the one There's hand it wants to take itself seriously, it. yeah, you want it wants to take itself seriously, and yet it doesn't throughout a lot of the show. Um, and it just kind of like it, there there are a lot of kind of like unnecessary um, elements to it, like kind of like the here's here's part of what it's like to be a princess of a country is you go up and you're nervous and you do your presentation and you're crown slips down it's like it humanizes her but also just again kind of it, it distracts and maybe it's intentional because they're trying to make it look like this is the the fantasy of what it's like to be a princess juxtaposed with the reality of what it's like to be a ruler of a nation at war yeah. um and maybe they do some interesting stuff with that later but it just had so much of just kind of like the and not even like realistic slice of life just kind of like the the fun anime slice of life um that just kind of the the, the weirdness in the tone just didn't work for me. I was. I didn't hate the uh, the roll and recover thing that they did because that just brought me back to Willy Wonka and Gene Wilder being a genius. <laughs> and it was like, okay, cool, I dig that. <laughs> um, I was trying to find the TV tropes name for this trope and couldn't, but it has that goddamn bullshit that every anime and its mother has, where like there is just more 
the the only thing that bureaucrats do is paperwork. They just sign things all day. Just sign things. mountains <laughs> of paperwork. Every single one of them has to be signed yeah, and initialed in, and triplicate. Uh, that was, was in as Miss Beelzebub likes too. It's in fucking mm-hmm. every anime that involves some like authority figure. The only thing they do is motherfucking paperwork, and it pisses me <laughs> off. No, they also make appearances with uh you know in front of crowds with glow sticks. So yeah. Using the stock idle glow stick animation. <laughs> it's like, this isn't how legislating works. Uh, and also, and you then, have people to read those for you. Legislators have assistants, teams of assistants that actually read the legislation and then go to the legislator and say, okay, here's the bullet points. Uh, and, um, uh, uh, what was I going to say earlier? There was something I wanted to bring up, a very important point. By very important, I mean not at all important, but it bothered me. (laughs) It was in the middle of the episode. It's gone. (laughs) I I don't know. I hated this show. I hated everything about it. Agreed. I didn't hate everything about it. It was, there were moments that were fine, but it was overall just not that entertaining. Yeah. Oh, well, this is a different point that I wanted to talk about. Um, they adopted the monarchy as a necessary evil because people needed a central authority figure to look up to when they to deal with the stress of colonizing a new world. Qu- uh, question mark. <laughs> yeah, typically Large when you have mark. new colonies, they end up being democratic. Generally, like just in the history of of settling and colonization on this planet when you have people who show up to a new place they typically draft a document like the magna carta Mm -hmm. and they say yeah this little place is gonna be run democratically just generally that's how you do things maybe maybe that's just the narrative they uh they told us though because what actually happened is you had a whole bunch of you know, factions sort of split off and then one started to take over all the others and then just kind of said like, oh, yeah, this is the way it's always been. We've always been the ones in charge and ruling with an iron fist that has I'm lots of glowy because lights. Because God. Because <laughs> God, duh. <laughs> uh, I, I remember now because the thing I wanted to bring up is immediately before that, uh, the way that uh, the uh, uh um yeah the person tests the princess is uh what kind of people do you think the empire are uh if my star wars training has done me anything they're the bad guys right yeah the bad guys that's um yep (laughs) are are we the bad guys (laughs) yes Ask Scott Horton. I'm sorry. If there's <laughs> one thing show. that uh, JRPGs have taught me, which apparently JRPGs are in their history, they just haven't been studying it. Uh, kingdom good, empire bad. Right. Right, sure. Um, yeah, that's actually really common. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of in Gundam, too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, that was all the things <laughs> I had to yell about about this show. Uh, yeah, like I said, they kind of, they kind of had some... Again, you sort of see the potential there. Like, I feel like where they're wanting to go is a commentary on imperialism and whatever else. And, like, they could have had some, like, cool kind of political drama, some military stuff happening. 
like I said, like when they're in the simulation, they're doing the mech fight. Like that was kind of interesting. You know, it, it was it, it had it had shades of like Code Geass with like the interesting tactics and stuff. Um, sure. But just so much of it was just kind of. <sighs> Did anyone I'm not even sure what what adjective I want to use for the way they put it together? Just doesn't wasn't wasn't strong. Okay, I lied. I'm not out of things to yell about. Did anyone else think it was? <laughs> bullshit that our main character won that fight because that was bullshit he shouldn't have won that like yeah everything in the story well they immediately is... went against his wishes to go 2v1 yeah like, and he as was soon just as the fine princess with is like it. can i help him it's like sure and then he's totally yeah you're right he's and totally like, that's cool. not how that never, works never mind that the princess is in the control room and has like a cheater's god's eye view of the entire battlefield yeah um, exactly also because they set up something really interesting at the beginning of that fight where the person, I don't remember her name, the girl who gets challenged, sees him coming out and is like, oh, smoke. He's very by the book. And so, like, it would have been cool if he was very, like, classically trained or whatever and she outsmarts him and wins. But no, he just still wins because MCOP. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's almost like there's a lesson he could learn there about adapting and and it would make him a better fighter and a more interesting but... character. Yeah. But no, that's not paid mm. off at all. It's no. just a line. Not the slightest. <laughs> Scores for this show, Chris. All right. So the price of smiles episode one, a very sheltered head of state. Um, did the premise interest me? Um, I'm close on this one because I'm, I'm, I'm down with the good mech anime. I'm down with the cool political drama. Um, I will say that the premise interested me. Did the production impress me? No. Um, just because it, it, while it had a few highlights, um, like the CG, like I said, the mech battle was kind of cool. Um, there were some moments that were kind of, kind of well done, but there were enough moments that like just stood out as being like a little bit lazy and boring. Um, especially like that ceremony where they sort of like zoom out and like, here's the crowd. You can see it down there with no other details. Um, literally overall, just say, a black mass with yeah, like waving with lo- lights. Little lights. Yeah. Black so, mass. That's a real good movie. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Um, so the production didn't impress me overall, despite a few highlights. Uh, did the storytelling impress me. I'm going to say no again. Um, it's because again, it, it had, good ideas it was going in an interesting direction it just didn't pull it off um did i enjoy the first episode i'll say yeah um i did i didn't mind watching it um i could even see myself if i was made to watching more of it um but did it make me interested to see more it almost did because the the mech stuff was cool the implications of political drama was cool and that little twist at the end was like actually oh that's interesting they're going with the thing of like we're trying to keep the princess in the dark and we're gonna try and finish off this war quickly whatever um but just the rest of the show, the way it was executed, and especially that like OP they showed, looks like it's not going the direction I want it to. It looks like it's going to be just the pure innocence of the twelve-year-old empress um, fixes all the world's problems, um, which could be a good story if I had faith based on the first episode, which it didn't give me this faith that it was going to be done in an interesting and like we're going to see how hard it is really to like hold to your ideals. Um, despite everything, and it was just going to be like, oh, everything's solved because she's nice. Um, this is just kind of the feeling I got, so that's a no. So that would be a uh, one overall for me. Or two, two. 
because I enjoyed it. Dean? You're muted. I was. I'm kind of in the same boat as Chris on this, actually. Um, the scenario interest, actually, yeah, it was there. I, I was I was kind of interested to see where this goes. Um, did the production impress me? No, not really. Uh, did the storytelling impress me? <sighs> Look, it was fine. Uh, there, I, I can't really find fault with it, necessarily. Um, it wasn't super impressive, though. It was okay. It was fine, 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 fine. Um, so I'm not going to give it a point there because it didn't impress me, but it was it was fine. Uh, did I enjoy episode one? I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't I didn't dig the shit out of it. So no, it didn't. I didn't like I'm not it doesn't I don't think it passes for this criteria, but I didn't hate the thing. Um, am I interested to see more? Yeah, I could be. Uh, if I thought this was going to get really interesting, I, I could be, but I'm not really. Um, so no, which I guess gives it a one for me, even though it's probably better than a one. Um, oh, and my title for it was uh, You Insulted the Princess CTF on Zanzibar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Oh, that's good. Uh, for me... Uh, The Price of Smiles, Episode 1, Anime's Case for Anarchism. <coughs> for those of you not enjoying the video feed, Dee just had a spit take, or almost did. <laughs> I was drinking my coffee right as you said that. <laughs> uh, in case you couldn't guess from the way I was talking earlier, uh, I didn't, yeah, this show is straight zeros for me. I was not interested by it. I've seen enough shitty sci-fi lazily written anime yeah uh the production was mediocre uh storytelling um storytelling was god awful this is the show that i um that did the thing i almost talked about earlier where just in the middle of the episode um some guy who we don't know what his position is, but he's always at a computer, is sitting down having drinks with another guy who's like a mercenary who is the guy who brought in the kids who tested the princess. That's convoluted. And Mr. Computer <laughs> yeah. Guy just sits down and fucking explains the history of the world to this guy who's a government <laughs> official and presumably should know it. Uh, but we Yeah, knows all this. We don't, so they're really explaining it to us. They're just doing it in a really fucking bad way. Hmm. Um, did I enjoy the first As episode? You know. No. Did it make me interested to see more? No. Straight zeros for me. Steven? Um, so the only note I have for the show is underage princess with cool mech battles, question mark? Which yes. I, I think is a good title. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, did the premise interest me? Honestly, yeah. I, I haven't seen that much mech anime. I know that might be blasphemous, but I haven't seen that much of it. Um, did the production impress me? Impress is a strong word. So no. <laughs> it was it was passable, but it passable is not impressive. Um, storytelling, no. I kind of hated the storytelling. If I had the show on mute, I might have enjoyed it more. Um... <sighs> Did I enjoy the first episode? Kind of, but I was two whiskeys in, so I don't know if I can trust that. 
Um, hey, give it a point. Were you, two, were you two whiskeys in, or were you just two whiskeys in? Uh, the first. <laughs> two. Um, did the first episode make me interested to see more? The interesting thing about this, if I was on my own and just watching it by myself, no. Very, very much no. If it was an anime night thing where I was watching it with people and we could mock it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, but I'm, I'm going to give it a no. Um, no. No points for that. So just the one for scenario? Just the one. Yeah. Brings our total score for this show to a four or 20%. All right, Dean. It, this show this show is basically, like, honestly, instead of watching this, just watch As Miss Beelzebub Likes. It's this minus Mech no. plus <laughs> uh, if No, if, if you want, like, no. if you want a fun, cheesy, sci-fi mech um, and uh, uh, romp, and I'll even throw in harem for you. Uh, I've forgotten the name of the show I was just about to say. Hang on. Is that another consonant separated by an apostrophe? B dash U. Uh, what is the name of the show? This is, like, really important to me. Not Gurren Lagann. No, not Gurren Lagann. Y'all didn't like Gurren Lagann? No, that show no, is I like, like oh, Gurren, Gurren Lagann. Lagann. It's just not a harem. So no, it's, it's not, not a harem. Show. No. <laughs> I so, love the fact that it's just like... <laughs> this is bothering Ryan a oh, lot. It's bothering <laughs> me <Yes>. so much. <laughs> <laughs> buh, buh, buh. Bahamut Chronicles Undefeated Bahamut Chronicles There you go Well done sir I told you it was a buh <laughs> <laughs> Okay uh, Sorry that was very important to me Alright Chris you want to tell us about our last uh, Not Chris Dean you want to tell us about our last show Mysteria Friends I will, I will. This is a short, um, but it's kind of, a, it's actually a half-length show. Mm-hmm. It's not a short, like a three-minute short. It's a half-length It's It's long as shorts go, but it's still a short. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, a chick wakes up and she's buried in books. Uh, there's also a sexy demon chick who exists in the show as well. Yeah, she does. We, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> who we later find out is uh, also... In their tongue, please do fucking... Dragonborn. <laughs> <laughs> She's Dragonborn, everybody. A- actual audio from the teaser trailer for the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's got a tail that is almost a perfect stand-in for real thick thighs, and, mm-hmm. but she also has real thick thighs. Mm-hmm. She's got wings. She's got horns. She is. Uh, she's got just tits. Maximum tits. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, <laughs> it's a really good show. <laughs> good show for that alone. <laughs> uh, this show actually did something really fucking cool with her clothing and the way her shirt works in the back to uh, account for her wings. Right. It's kind of semi-backless. And, and so the shirt has like a diamond cutout in the back. 
Which that, uh, yeah, that looked like looked like it had some kind of buttons or something so that she could get her wings through and then kind of button it up. And oh, it was right. I saw that and I was like, it all was right, really good. I'm on board for really this show because they put thought so, into um, that. They go to not Hogwarts uh, <laughs> in order to learn magic. <laughs> And uh, they're both princesses. One of them is the princess of the place that they're in, and the other one's the princess of this dragonborn country where everyone is dragonborn. Um, Fushorda. And uh, I don't know if that's the case. I think that she just said that like she's maybe a little bit unusual because she's half dragon. Um, no, she. It could be that maybe her country. The, yeah, the dragon. The, she's unusual because she's half human. Yeah. In a land of dragonborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she. Um, that's what makes her. Unusual. We did find out she's the princess. That's pretty early in episode if i remember correctly uh the yeah, but it is a country of dragonborn and we're led to believe it's like a weird like environment like a weird hellish kind of environment the animals there are much bigger for example right exactly um so uh the not dragon princess is super good at magic and she gets dragged to the library to uh cage a phoenix who apparently is the guardian of the library why you would have a fire beast guarding your paper books is the dumbest thing in the world, but they have this. In case this. you don't want the people invading to. I was going to say that. Yeah, it's the, it's the failsafe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, in case of invasion, she goes burn and she library. Traps the phoenix. <laughs> 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 she goes and she traps the phoenix, and she's like really good at magic. And the student council president's like, "I couldn't do it, man. I had to call you in to trap the phoenix, and I should have been able to do it because I'm the student council president." It's like, "Fuck you, man!" Like you're well, it's also you're kind not of a implies... fucking princess. Get over it. It's also kind of implied that she kind of fucked up, too, though, because, like, she went to seal it, and they're like, cool, I gave you the go-ahead to seal it, but then in the process, she kind of, like, destroys half the library or something. Yeah, she freezes the <laughs> whole library. Um, So, uh, the dragonborn princess, Fushorda, Greya, is, um, th- like, we get the feeling that Greya has a crush on mm-hmm. this other princess, which you I'm immediately feeling, yep. in it on this show, if that's yeah. the case. <laughs> um... So she's waiting there, like, as as the prince is getting dragged off to the library, she's like, wait for me, hold on! And it takes a long time, like a, like a number of hours, supposedly, and then she goes back and Gray is still waiting at the table they were at. Um, uh, then they talk a little bit, and, 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 you know, they're being very friendly toward one another, and then so, so presumably, as they walk off screen, they're going to fuck, because imagine the things you could do with that tail. Um... <laughs> And then in the post credits, thick as fuck. <laughs> in the post credits, some dude named Owen shows up and starts telling us who he is. I don't give a shit. I'm here to watch this hot dragon chick crush on this other princess. Um, regardless, this dude Owen shows up and he exists in the show. Um, overall, not bad, right? Like uh, this show? I this. I, I mean, I didn't think it was bad. This yeah. hands down was my favorite. Of the shows that we watched for this week, it was actually passable. They put admittedly, admittedly, that's not saying that much. <laughs> but yes, it's really and not. No. But at the same time, <laughs> especially as far as shorts go, I think this is definitely yeah. the best short we've had. We've had a lot of good shorts this season, and mm-hmm. also Katana Maidens. Um, <laughs> but there was the there was the Renchi was a, a good short because Renchi. It's, it's not really a show. <laughs> Renchi. Yeah, exactly. And then. Uh, this was a, was a pretty solid short, too. I, I actually, uh, I didn't hate this. I actually kind of enjoyed watching it. It was fun. And, uh, you know, pretty pretty. fucking it was, The art was very girl. good. Uh, they put a lot of thought 
into the world, it felt like. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly just because the clothing for the Dragonborn made sense, but boy, does that give me the impression that they put a lot of thought into it. Uh, right. You know, you, you know, this is actually based on a game. Yeah, I, I didn't look it up, but I did see Psy Games um, in the uh, in the credits. And of course, they do a lot of mobile games. Right. Um, so again, speaking of like Grimm's note, I mentioned it's like not the worst adaptation I've seen. This one was actually like, could this actually be like a good mobile game adaptation? <laughs> well, it's, um, it's it because I think this just takes place in the world of that game. Mm. It's not like. It's not it's not adapting the game. Mm -hmm. It's adapting the world and telling us a story about it, mm -hmm. um, which is how they should yeah. do it. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. Um, so I, I think this was actually really fun. Um, and again, it's actually my title for this is Dovahkiin is best girl because, man, <laughs> whew, you are correct, mm -hmm. sir. Oh, boy. The things you could do with that tale. I just... <laughs> I wonder how sensitive it is, like, at the very tip of it. I wonder if it's... Is it prehensile, do you think? Oh, well, it is, because she moves it at okay. certain points. She okay. moves it around. It is prehensile. She okay. can do all kinds of glorious well, things. And, and speaking of that, actually, that does bring me to, like, legitimately something that I did like about this, is, like, the animation we already mentioned was really good, but... They actually like infuse the characters with some good personality in kind of like non-visual ways or mm -hmm. in like subtle ways. So for instance, like when the princess comes back, like we see like Grey's like tail move a little bit and like perking up. And so like, you know, that's just like like a little subtle detail that kind of tells us that. Absolutely. Um, and and they were able to get across this idea. Now, I don't believe I'm misreading this at all, because it felt mm -hmm. intentional, but they were able to get across this idea that Greya has a crush on this other mm -hmm. girl without mm -hmm. Without it being it. like in your face, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. like close ups on blushing and shit like yeah. that. It was it was pretty subtle and and yeah. and really, really good, really good shit. And, and to that point, too, like, you know, because Owen sort of comes out when he's talking about like, you know, he's the paladin who's there to protect the princess or whatever. And he kind of exposits more than the rest of the show did, which in a way kind of like undermines how good the show was at just kind of doing like, you know, more subtle storytelling. Why well, didn't he? Um, it was post credits. Yeah, that's true. It that's was true. like this is a thing that's outside of the show generally. And but he I, I he even says he even says at one point it's like despite like the princess isn't good at everything and like despite her smile like there I I think that there's some loneliness like deep down underneath that. But you get that sense just watching mm -hmm. the pre credit show because mm -hmm. like you know you see that like everyone acknowledges her because like she's like they they say you know good morning princess and like they stand up and they're respectful and she's like hi everyone thanks. Um, right. But then like there's like really subtle things too where. You, you just kind of like get the sense from the way she's carrying herself. She steps out by herself and like she kind of looks over outside the cafeteria and, um, you know, before she notices Greya, like she seems lonely. Um, the fact that when she's talking to the student council people after the incident, um, they thank her for her help and then just kind of go back to what they're doing. And she just kind of like stands there for a minute like, OK, I guess I'm okay, not needed anymore. Just kind of. Yep. Yeah. 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 When she's walking, it's especially true, like you said, when she's walking through the cafeteria and everyone's saying good morning and she's saying good morning back and it seems cheerful, but everybody's sitting there in groups and mm -hmm. she's walking alone and the mm -hmm. only person she can go sit with is Greya. Because Greya is also an outcast. We're, it seems like mm -hmm. like uh, very sexy half-dragon ladies are not common in this world. <laughs> or at least at this school. It's a pity. And it's so pity. she's kind of an outcast. I don't know if ugly ones are common, but very sexy <laughs> ones are obviously not, because I didn't see any others. 
All right. Um, scores for this show, Dean. For this show, um, scenario interest, I'm going to say no. I, 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 if somebody said, hey, a short anime, a half-length anime about um, two princesses, one of whom is weird and the other one is not going to not Hogwarts, I would have been like, eh, nah, not interested. So, no, actually. But the production did impress me. I really liked it. The animation was good. The animation on the Phoenix, did you guys, like, like mm-hmm. look at that? Yeah. It was, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It was really, really fucking good. And, um... Just the way that they were able to subtly get across feelings and things like that, just with expressions alone, it was it was really good. Um, so the production did impress me. The storytelling impressed me. I thought the story of it was it was well paced for a half length show. Um, it didn't feel like there were any real lulls, but it also didn't feel like they were just banging through stuff to to you know move the story along. Um, I did enjoy watching it. Uh, I actually did enjoy watching it. Um, you know, through, I mean, I mean, half of that's fucking Greya, right? But regardless, I enjoyed watching it. Still counts. um, Still counts. I might be interested to see more of this. I'm going to give it a no, because I'm probably never going to watch it again. But if I'm just like chilling out, I might throw this on. Um, for me, uh, Mysteria Friends, episode one, all flammables must be stored in library. Uh, <laughs> scenario is interesting if you include that it's a short in the scenario like Dean did I think the answer is no but if you don't include that I think the answer is yes uh, so I'll say no I'm generally not down for shorts um, but the production absolutely impressed me the storytelling was phenomenal um i enjoyed the first episode and i am interested to see more so i'm gonna give it a four steven uh did the the premise interest me no uh but by the time that this the show came around in the evening i was kind of done um (laughs) i was not expecting shit because y'all chose shitty animes for us to watch this week. Yeah. Um, we did it. It was fate. Fate did. It was fate. <laughs> I or was pulled, it the book of I fate? Was it the, the book of fate? The, the book it of was. fate could have predicted it, but we didn't read it beforehand, so... Right, because well, I whose fault know. is that? That's y'all's fault. <laughs> I I'm, pulled I'm the titles. determined to blame y'all. I pulled the titles from Deadpool's head, and this is what we were given. Fair. <laughs> um, did the production impress me? Yes, very, very much yes. Um... I was honestly blown away at how good it was. I didn't think it was going to be that good. Generally, though, from my experience, which is very limited, shorts have better animation. They just look better. That is kind of common. Like, they tend to be, like, stylistically, they tend to be a little bit more willing to experiment a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so there there are a lot of shorts that have really solid animation there are also a lot of shorts they might have the same or trash it's it's like one or the other right like it's because it's a short we can pour more budget into making it look good or because it's a short we have no budget (laughs) yeah yeah exactly uh did the storytelling impress me yeah um again it wasn't super in your face about shit but you still understood what it was trying to tell you um did i enjoy the first episode yeah yeah i did um 
Did the first episode make me interested to see more? Kind of? Again, like Dean, if if I'm bored on my own, I might put it on, but otherwise, not really. Um, so I'll I'll give it a, a three overall. Chris, uh, Mysteria Friends episode one. Sorry to keep you waiting. Um, did the premise interest you? Um, I'd say no overall. Um, while like I'm not opposed to the idea of like you know fantasy world school where like they even said in the premise like it's where these three nations kind of like come together to study and w- without discrimination like I'm I'm cool with that idea. Um, they but, study at the College of Winterhold. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's totally. But not Hogwarts. Um, overall, I wouldn't say that it inherently interested me. So no. Um, the production impressed me absolutely. It was very very pretty, very well done. <clears throat> I liked it a lot. The, like the one moment that stands out to me as being just like a little bit weird is when she goes into the library and they're like fighting the phoenix and all the people there kind of like holding up these magical barriers. Uh, there's this one moment in particular that stands out to me of uh, one of the girl's barriers breaks. She's not hurt right away, even though it's kind of implied that the thing that broke the barrier would be something that would hurt her. And then a dude just runs up and blocks it as books come flying out. It's like, hey, don't worry, I got the books for you. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're over there like blocking the fire. So I found that kind of funny. But it, it was just like one of the few moments that felt a little bit mm-hmm. cheap, weird. But overall, really good, uh, really good production. Did the storytelling impress me? Uh, like I said, the thing with Owen at the end kind of undermined it a little bit, but I would say before that, and like even the first time I watched it, I didn't watch past the credits because I didn't realize there'd be anything more. Um, it was really good. I liked what they did with the storytelling and the way that they kind of subtly implied all those things we talked about. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Did I enjoy the first episode? Yes. Um, I would say that it was an enjoyable watch. I don't know if it's my jam, but it was it was a good show. And did the first episode make me interested to see more? Um, Again, the Owen sequence makes me a little bit hesitant because it makes it look like this is going to go in a direction that's just kind of more kind of just immature, fun times at school sort of stuff um, and not kind of like the interesting drama that seems to be implying in the first episode. Um, But giving the benefit of the doubt, I would say... I think you're correct. I just want to mm. interject. Looking at the plot synopses for other episodes, there's mm. one where like they just go out shopping, and that's mm. the episode. So yeah, you're correct. Why'd you have to tell me that? <laughs> um, so, but based but on honestly, the first episode, I like these characters. Yeah, so I, I I might enjoy that. But so yeah, again, just based on the first episode, giving the benefit of the doubt, even with the Owen bit, I would say yeah, it made me interested to see more. I could see myself watching more of this. Will I? I don't know, but um, I guess that's a one two three four for me four brings our total for this show to a 14 or 70 percent um man that Mm. show really like saved this bracket overall long in this it doesn't it's still the lowest scoring uh group but yeah yeah not not by as much as it's an interesting thing like i don't know instead of this being frankly i Instead of this being the lowest scoring group by 10%, it's now the lowest scoring group by only 3%. (laughs) (laughs) I watched this last. I watched this episode last, and I don't know if it felt better than it is because it was just so much better than the other shows, but I don't know. I think it's legitimately good. I think it might be legitimately good. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, right? Like... I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to compare it as far as like how good is the show versus other shows that like just genuinely interest me and are like really well done. 
But as, again, kind of a fantasy school's day sort of thing, and especially a short, um, even just the the storytelling techniques we talked about, the production, like, it's a solid show unto itself. I think you can objectively say that it's mm-hmm. got some good good aspects to it. My dudes, with all uh, the shows talked about, it is time. Hold on a second. Pause. Pause just a moment. <laughs> Before we get that far. I have. Been. Oh, right. I do want to say. I do want to say one thing. Um, a couple more chapters of Domestic uh, Girlfriend came out. And I read those. And it's that, sh- that, 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 that fucking manga is still very good. Um, I also am caught up on the anime. Where things kind of bleed together weirdly. Because the, the anime is actually a really faithful representation. Like it's shot for shot from the manga and so things kind of bleed together weird but the anime is still good uh man it's just that that is i'll put it this way this is the first manga that i've started and i was roped into reading the entire fucking thing in one day oh wow so it's it's so good it's very good i'm also reading love and lies um (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i i i'm trying to get through the stuff that the anime covered like, I'm trying to just burn through that to see where the actual story goes, but I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. It's not that good. Um, it's funny how long ago that feels now. Because, mm-hmm. like, I know. It, it, it sort of artificially does that because we do four seasons a year. Um, but it's like, oh, that was, that was so long ago. We were so young. <laughs> I, know. I know. It feels that way. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's fine, too. Um, but, yeah, Domestic Girlfriend. Guys, get get on that shit, man. It's so fucking good. Man, that's, like... So good. That's the one show on my list that I look at it. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know if I actually want to see more of this. Like, <laughs> a lot of other shows I got caught up on. I Like, I'm caught up on Boogie Pop now, and god damn is Boogie Pop good. But it, I get through everything else, and I get to Domestic Girlfriend, and I just stop watching anime. Do you really? Yeah. Why? I don't know, man. It just... I got through episode three, and I started watching episode four, and I was just like, I just don't care anymore. In one of the more recent episodes, it's so depressing. The show's so depressing. Um... <laughs> That really makes me want to watch watch it, folks. (laughs) (laughs) That actually does make me want to watch it. (laughs) Oh, it's so depressing, dude. In in one of the more recent episodes, there's a huge chunk of it that's just, um, there's no background music. None. And it's just dialogue. And, oh, oh, it hurts. (laughs) The show hurts to watch. That's one of the reasons I love it so much. It's so depressing. And it's, it's, it's a, it's. I think, you know what I think it is, really, truly? Hmm. This manga is written by a woman. Hmm. And uh, I, I think that matters for this story in particular. Like, there's there's right. so much more meat to it, and it's so much more heartfelt and emotional. And I think that's because it's written by a woman. I think she has a real good sense of the emotions that she's wanting to get across. Whereas if it was a dude, it would just be like, you know, I think for the most part, if it was a dude, it would just be like, yeah, here's here's Rui naked again because everybody knows you want to see that. <laughs> yeah, we would like linger more on the sorts of stuff that we even talked about in our review, like just kind of like it's there because it needs to be because it's an anime about blah blah blah. But then you know, to your point, um, like the actual interesting stuff seems to be, or uh, so you say, is uh well right. done. So right, yeah. it's 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 just really good. Characterization stays solid. I just I I dig the shit out of it and. uh 
Yeah, I can't I can't really sing the praises of that enough. It's so 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 I was about to say fun. It's not fun. <laughs> it is it is a very depressing story, but man is it good. Okay. Now. Sorry. <laughs> it's time for the Annie Files patented tournament talk. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message. Tournament talk! It's a fucking tournament talk! Tournament talk! All right, Dean. You want to uh, uh, explain us how how the tournament arc works? I will explain you. <laughs> Which will determine our best and worst shows of winter 2019. Right now we're in the round robin stage, where each of the shows in today's group will be matched up against every other show, and we'll vote for which of the two shows we would rather watch. Not necessarily which one is objectively better. The show with more votes wins, and ties are possible. The two shows with the best overall win-loss record will advance to our 12-show playoffs, which will take place prior to our season recap. The show with the worst overall record will advance to a six-show loser's bracket, which will take place at the same time. This season, we'll also have two wild cards in the winner's bracket, which will be the two remaining shows with the best win-loss records across all groups. The loser's bracket will have one wild card, the remaining show with the worst record. The first place finisher in the winner's bracket will be specially featured in our season recap episode with all of our hosts watching through all the episodes in the season. Additionally, the top three finishers from both brackets will earn spots in our 12-show Anime of the Year Mega Brackets, which will take place at the end of the year. Now, without further ado, let's kick off round one of today's group play. It's uh, Mysteria Friends versus W's. Which would you rather watch? Mysteria Friends. Same. Mysteria Friends. Same, so that's a 4-0 in favor of Mysteria Friends. All right, oh, matchup God. number two. This should be an interesting one. Uh, Wata 10 versus The Price of Smiles. Smiles. Of smiles. Smiles. I'm going to say the same. So that's 4-0 in favor of The Price of Smiles. I can't sit through Wata 10. I can't do it. I just can't do it. <laughs> the Price of Smiles yeah. is sweets. Um, all right. Grimm's Notes, the animation, versus Kimori Kusa. Which would you rather watch? Grimm's Notes. Kimori Kusa. Uh... The animation in Kimori Kusa just bothered the hell out of me. Why did you do this? You know better, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Would you rather pain and suffering or suffering and pain? <laughs> mm. Why not both? both? Both is good. Oh, fuck me. Um, uh, Grimm's Notes. Fuck! I think we just say the same just because, like, Marcus was just so boring and Grimm's mm-hmm. Notes wasn't good, the pacing but was... it moved quicker. So, And it also didn't look like dog shit. Like Grimm's Grimm's notes didn't look good, but it didn't look bad. That's, that's my argument. 
Fair. Right. So that's a 3-1 in favor of Grimm's Notes. We'll move on now to round two. We have The Price of Smiles versus Grimm's Notes. Grimm's Notes. Smiles. smiles. Same. 3-1 in favor of Smiles. Smile. <laughs> uh, round two, matchup number two, is Kamorikusa versus Mysteria Friends. Friends. Mysteria Friends. 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 I'll take, I'll take that... That thick dragon lady over anything else any any day. <laughs> That's 4-0 in favor of Mysteria Friends. Next up, we have W's versus Wata Ten. W's. Why have you done this to me? <laughs> you know better, Would right? Would you rather have LSD or pedos? Uh, mm. oh! Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> I would much rather have LSD. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I think W's. I think it's W's, W's as well. Honestly, I'd rather watch Wada Ten, not not because it was good, just because it's not W's. But that's three one in favor of W's. All right, round three, matchup number one. We have Kamorikusa versus The Price of Smiles. Uh, smiles. Ah, Kamorikusa. Smiles. Smiles for me too. So that's three one in favor of Smiles. Round three, we have uh, our matchup number two. We have Grimm's Notes, the animation versus W's. Grimm's Notes. I'll go with Grimm's. W's. Uh, I kind of need to say W's too. Wait. Like, it's it's weird. Wait. Because, like, I voted for Grimm's Notes over another thing earlier, but I think between the two, W's was maybe more interesting. Tie. Is that tie? That is a tie. Tie. <laughs> All right, round three, matchup number three. We have Mysteria Friends versus Wata Ten. Mysteria. 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 Oh, yeah. 4 0 in favor of Mysteria. <laughs> round four, matchup number one. We have Wata Ten versus Grimm's Notes. Oh, fuck. Grimm's Notes. <laughs> Grimm's. Grimm's. That hurts, but. Mm. It, mm. Just the depth of the discomfort caused by Wata Ten. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I'd rather watch Wata Ten than Grimm's Notes. So 3-1 in favor of Grimm's Notes. All right. Next up, we have W's versus Converti Kusa. W's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Dean's making that sound again. <laughs> Are we in the loser's bracket? This is the fucking worst. We are, are in the loser's bracket, the hosts. Are, are we the losers? We are, we, we are losers. <laughs> I mean. We are. Ah, uh, Kamuri uh, Kusa. And, and Dean, oh, he's alive. Crim's notes. It's W's or Kamarikusa. Oh, it's W's. <laughs> W's. Fuck me. And uh, Steven, you said um, which one? I said W's. Okay, so I've got two for W's, one for Kamarikusa. Um, I'm going to say W's as well. So that's 3-1 in favor of W's. Round four, matchup number three. We have The Price of Smiles versus Mysteria Friends. 
Mysteria. Mysteria. Same here. 4 in favor of Mysteria, friends. Fifth and final round, matchup number one, we have Kamari Kusa versus Wata Ten. Kamari Kusa. Don't do that to me. God damn it! <laughs> okay, so we got one for Kamari Kusa. Kamari Kusa! I don't think you understand how much I hate Kamari Kusa. Like, oh, I don't want to. Kamari Kusa, I don't think I can take the the, 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 the fucking black hole pit in my stomach discomfort <laughs> of Wada Ten. Uh, I'm gonna go what a ten. Yeah, like what a ten. You know the context that Dean gave us that it does turn into her being in love with this kid changes things. But just based on episode one, which is what we were reviewing, yeah. mm-hmm. the comedy and everything made it a more enjoyable watch for me than Kamari Kusa. So I'm gonna say what a ten, which means ten. we have a tie. Tie. We have a tie. Oh, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, round five, matchup number two. We have Mysteria Friends versus Grimm's Notes. Mysteria. Mysteria. Oh yeah, Mysteria, man. I just want to go with. I just want to kind of take my fingernail and just sort of tickle the tip of that tail to see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with grimly agreeing with you guys. (laughs) Four zero in favor of Mysteria Friends. All right, and round five, matchup number three, our final matchup for the day. We have the Price of Smiles versus W's. Price of Smiles. Fuck Fuck me, Smiles. W's. (laughs) I'm going to go with Smiles, so it's 3-1 in favor of Smiles. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Uh, the worst show of the bracket advancing, or the worst, yeah, advancing in the losers bracket. Uh, what a ten! An angel flew down to me. No, I don't want to have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the second worst show because all my other co-hosts are wrong. Uh, Kamurikuza. <laughs> oh, I haven't been giving the, I haven't been giving Which the scores. It? Um, uh, Wata 10 was O and 4 and 1. Kamurakuza was also O and 4 and 1. But had a better, uh, points, yeah, differential, had better so. points differential. Uh, the third worst show with a 2 and 2 and 1. Grimm's Notes, the animation. The third best show with a 2 and 2 and 1, but a better points dif- No. Tied. Those shows, oh, those shows are tied. Straight tie? Uh, yeah, those are straight up tied. Yeah. yeah uh, Where does it the, go uh, after that? Even wait, the wait. book holds. <laughs> hey, hey. Where does it go after that? <laughs> so because they're three and four, um, they weren't going to go into the winner's bracket anyway, but we're, we would the tiebreaker from there would have been, uh, let me just take a look at my notes here. Um, after book holds, it's higher anti-files rating. Which would have been That's Grimm's notes and W's. Uh, Grimm's notes wins. Yeah, with the ten over the zero. Okay, yep. so uh, our third worst show, uh, W's. Our third best show, Grimm's notes. <clears throat> uh, advancing in the winners bracket, our second best show with 
because you guys are fucking wrong. A four in one. (laughs) The price of smiles. And our... (laughs) Our best show of the bracket with a perfect 5-0 Mysteria Friends. Which I'm okay with. I think it belongs there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mysteria Friends, I agree. Price of Smiles, absolutely not. I mean, it wasn't good, but like of all the shows from this week, that was the only other one I could see myself keep watching. That's the one I can sit through. That's the one I can sit through and not hate every fucking moment of it. I legitimately (laughs) liked uh, Kimuri Kuza more. Hmm. Oh, that's... You're, you're free to be right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By that, I mean wrong, but because we're wrong and you're right, it's like, whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this has been episode number 53 of Any Files. You can find this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever great podcasts are distributed. We live stream this show on Twitch, and I upload the VODs to... Uh, wait, that's twitch.tv slash And I upload the VODs to YouTube, channel Files. If you like this show, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Uh We have a Discord you can join, where uh, we talk about music, anime, video games, and other stuff. Recently, I've uh, been posting live EDM sets in the music channel, because I've been watching a lot of those. Uh, Link is in the show notes, in the description. There's a command in the Twitch chat, uh, exclamation mark discord. Um, It's wherever you you find links, so uh, join us there. You can follow this show on Twitter, at Files Annie. I am trying to tweet from that account more about general anime things, but uh, I don't. I'm not the kind of person who tweets. I'm the kind of person who browses Twitter, so that's uh, going about as well as you would expect from me. <laughs> I have a couple of very interesting anime Twitter accounts that I can forward you to follow. Those are. Who boy? Uh, you You should do that. Um, the internet has empowered autists in never-before-seen oh ways. <laughs> you are not wrong, friend. <laughs> this show is a product of Alternative Internet Radio. You can find us and our other great shows at AIRAD.io, and you can follow the network on Twitter at AltNetRadio. I've been your host, Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Xerce, and uh, you can... See what shows I've been watching, uh, what I think of those shows uh, on any list, uh, user Xerce. Steven, you're our first return guest. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Where can people find you? Uh, Thank you all for having me. Um, You can find me most places on the internet as uh, at Phtiv, P-H-T-I-V. I think I'm on Instagram and Twitter as that probably other things as well but i can't think of them right now chris hello (laughs) 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 all right uh you can find me on twitter at k-r-u-e-g-e-r underscore chris you can also hear me on the doc and kruger cast to the official podcast of doc and kruger games and dean 
Yes, I can be found on Twitter at Dean O Files. Nothing, none of the characters that that can or can't be in a thing. It's just the Dean, the O, the Files, all those numbers, letters, right in a row, those characters. Um, also, you can find my show Dino Files on Alternative Internet Radio. And uh, why did I say it that way? You can also find the network at Altnet Radio. You got announcements for live streams and things like that going on there. So, uh, oh, I also write sometimes at the Rogue File, RogueFile.com. All right, Annie Files cast, let's say our catchphrase. <laughs> Be, Be eternal. eternal. Be eternal. <laughs> This has been an Alternative Internet Radio production. For more great shows like this, visit AIR at AIRAD.io. That's AIRAD.io. Is Ryan okay? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ryan. He just like, he left and then I heard a crash. And he's not back yet. I'm kind of concerned. <laughs>